0: Supposed to be recorded?
1: Were you not? I was fucking with you.
2: (laughs) I had a minor. (laughs) You know, like that Incredible Hulk triggering sound. Like that. just I was like, I've been
0: thinking like all day. I was like, should I just like should I fuck with them about the recording? And then like I was gonna wait to the I was gonna wait till the very end of the whole thing and be like, oh shit.
1: Awesome. They'll be the end of guests on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: okay. And yeah.
2: with that, hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of the Potosaurus. This week it is a very, very, very special spoiler catch for the game Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have man of the hour, Gil. Yo. And a very special guest, Tofu.
1: Hey, howdy. Howdy, y'all. I like the way that you did the special was the same way my students would try to make their sentences longer by adding like 15 berries.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I am like Asian in the mind there with the English there.
1: It is cool. No, it needs five words. It is very, very cool.
2: It is super, very cool. Indeed.
0: Is that like where that comes from? Like when you watch uh, like bad dubs?
1: Yeah. Where it's like just, Yep it's because they'll just keep like put very 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 in japanese and it's fine it's fine and we're like you can't do that in english sorry it's annoying
2: <laughs> how are we by the way
1: i am recovering from sick and i'm still kind of sick and tired i was trying to lay on the floor earlier and listen to brogan's grating voice while i was trying to like take a short nap and it didn't work
0: nice. i'm uh, i'm doing good i'm uh Enjoying my, fi- my last day off in like a string of a couple days. So it's been nice and relaxing.
1: You work all through the weekend?
0: Yeah. Or, well, I'll have Saturday off, but like I'll work tomorrow. I work Friday, Sunday, Monday, I think Tuesday. But like this week I lucked out and had like three in a row.
1: Nice. It's nice to have days off during the week. Yeah. Cause like weekends are fine, but during the week, like even if you're not going to do shit, it's, it's different. You're just like everyone, like someone, everyone else is going to work. And I can kind of do whatever I want or just like you can go do things because things are open or just normal.
0: Or like you can just like do stuff at home for so because like you're doing the weekend like especially with my wife, my wife teaches so like she gets the weekends off and so like this one we do things. But like if I'm home during the during the week like you know do the dishes, do some laundry like you know stuff you wouldn't think about during the weekend but I can just get it done and kind of like you know have a BA adult relaxing activity.
2: Fun. No, i understand that tofu i usually have weekdays off i don't have a weekend off usually but then again as of right now for the past 11 months i've been having every day
1: off isn't it fun to be like semi-unemployed well you're unemployed currently <laughs> I, I actually i actually have a, a normal monday through friday job unlike you two yeah i'm the normal person today well you know to, yeah. to
0: be fair I, only, I was only furloughed fair, for like three days total during this entire pandemic
2: i've been furloughed for ten and a half months and counting Jesus. <laughs> at, at this the the state of japan being what it is right now i don't think i'm gonna be working anytime soon <laughs> not until did fiscal
1: <laughs> did japan get the um did they get the super covid over there too
2: yeah, so they have state of emergency, not just in Tokyo and Kanagawa and Saitama. It moved to Osaka, Kyoto, and Nagoya as well. So it's just, like, really freaking bad right now.
1: <laughs> I think we're still okay here, but I have no idea. Mm, yeah, so
0: we're, we're still getting,
1: like... Pumped. I had a COVID test the other day, and I was fine. That's all I know.
0: Yeah, that was a rough fucking scare, dude.
1: Yeah, I, I, anytime I get sick, I just, like, look at my girlfriend and I'm like, this is your fault. I don't go anywhere. We only really go out when you want to. And you work at a hospital and bring home all sorts of shit. Like she'd come on, and be like, I have COVID all over my uh, my uh, scrubs. I'm going to go change. I'm like, I just hugged you and you didn't tell me that first. Why don't you tell me this first? I just
2: hugged you and then just like rubbed my eye immediately. after. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why
1: I don't do hugs. This is why hugs suck.
2: But yeah, with that, well, let's go back to the the main topic here, and that is Yakuza, Like a Dragon, or Yakuza 7. I'll probably be going back and forth of calling it either Like a Dragon or 7, so yeah, don't I'd mind pretty much me.
1: just call it Lad. Lad. <laughs> it's shorter. You can keep saying Like a Dragon or a Lad. Lad. Or 7, yeah. yeah. I keep
0: forgetting it's 7, like, completely. And I don't know this because I've never played the other ones, really. Like, But, like, to me, it's mm-hmm. just Like a Dragon. Like, I can't think of it as a numbered game.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, and I, kept, I was intent on it being that, so when I was looking for it, I'm like, why is it only showing me the Japanese one? I'm getting yeah. really confused, Amazon.
2: Yeah, no, well, when they originally did it, it was, or originally announced the thing, it was Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, and they were like, nah, because this isn't a clean break,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we might as well just do a semi-reboot thing and just call it Like a
1: Dragon. Um, a lot of it, too, because since it's not... It's been gaining popularity in the states, but like since they did, you know, they had some remasters, but then it really picked up after they did Zero, then Kiwami and Kiwami Two, uh-huh. and then there's like a bunch in between. If you're like, well, you have to go from Ki- Kiwami Two to jump to Seven, people probably wouldn't want to buy it, especially because it's not available on all platforms yet. So yeah. oh, that's a good point. It makes more sense to like drop the number.
0: So then, like officially, like is it? Did they drop the number officially then? Um, and
2: yeah in the west they did. Oh okay gotcha in japan it's still it's still seven
1: i wouldn't be surprised if a sequel to this was called like like a dragon 2 or something
2: yeah or like evolved or kiwami or some mm. something like that but all in all how'd you guys enjoyed the game or if you guys didn't enjoy the game how'd you guys like the game
1: only bad people don't enjoy this game well that's yeah. that's
0: terrible because i thought it was a shit game
2: Yeah, you did. That's why you're here. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's
0: why I'm here, and that's why I put, like... As
1: if I'd have someone with a dissenting (laughs) opinion on the podcast.
2: Yeah, well, we need someone like that.
0: (laughs) That's why I put 60 hours into it in, like, less than a week. Mm.
1: I have, like, I think... I want to say I have close to 80 hours maybe in it. You know, but some of that was idle time. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, You you always got to take the idling into account. Plus, you've been going back and, like, doing side stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I did some the other day. I have some things left, like, fucking dragon cart... Yeah, and that I was hate a bitch. It.
2: That was a bitch. Like the last, the last race is probably the most bullshit thing I ever done.
1: <laughs> I'm currently stuck on a rival race because for some reason all the rival races for that one, it's if you don't know what Dragon Card is, if you didn't get to that, it's a really really bad Mario Kart clone that starts out and you're like, ha this is funny. And then you realize there's like ten sub stories stuck to it.
0: Yeah. It's god awful.
1: And. And it's just like, well, not great. And all the rival ones, they decide to take the same track is you versus one person. And then they cover it in like missed. fog. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like... you, you can't, I know you can I guess, memorize the track or look at the top. Like, um, like they have a mini map of it, but the turns in that are so hard to do without crashing into a fucking mm. wall. And then you just stop too. It's not like Mario Kart where you bounce off. You stop. That's well, because you've got, yeah. you've got to do so the power to, slide. Like, but then you just crash into the side because the power slides really bad too. <laughs> so I don't know why they didn't. They should have like, just had the the what is it? Sumo Studios, the people who make the Sonic Racing games. Like why did they just tap them to make a small mini game?
2: Yeah, I I have no idea. But the thing is, they've been known this. The person, the 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 Dragon Cart guy. So he's he's been in the Fuji Fuji Sawa, I believe it is. He's been in the series for a long time. He's the pocket racer. Champion, if you guys know from the other games, yeah, from zero, from zero on. (laughs) Let's just say that much. And so he he references a lot of things back in the day as well. So he's he's an older legacy character as well, and his side stories are it's so bullshit. Because I hated the the pocket pocket racer side story because it was more bullshit than Dragon Cart in my opinion. At least Dragon Cart, you have control of. The goddamn cart in pocket pocket racer, you don't really have that much control.
0: So is it just so. like Greyhound races, then you just pick a car?
2: It's it's like slot cars. Oh, the okay. only thing that you can control is your acceleration and your deceleration. That's the only thing you can control. And if you have a shit car, you're always gonna lose no matter what.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it's on par with the the racing mini game from DK sixty four which one <laughs> just pick one I didn't get very far in but, uh, Dragon Kart I think I played the intro uh, the intro mission and then like never touched it again
2: yeah no, I've I've been so trained on how Yakuza games are that I 100% the side stories and I thought that would give me a trophy but then I just totally forgot it doesn't give you a trophy in this game <laughs> so I wasted all that time but I, I had fun with it but I wasted a lot of time with that and, what with that, let's kind of go into, like, the characters and, and things like that. So, you got Ichiban Kaska. He's our new lead. He is taking over from Kidu Kazuma from the, the prior games here, the legacy games here. How'd you guys like Kuska overall?
1: Oh, I loved him. 100%, 100%. He agree. was great. <laughs>
0: It was nice to have a character that was a little bit more of a kind of comic foil to some of the heavier story beats, um, without being like a joke. Also,
2: no, I've I've enjoyed Kuska and just how his comedic tone kind of hits a lot of the the beats that it necessarily needs to be there, and he's totally very very different from from Kiryu, and I kind of like that. It it took a little winning for me but it was after the first chapter that i kind of got on board with him
1: oh yeah i mean it definitely took me a little while to get into like even just the game because i haven't played a whole lot of the previous ones but i always have this problem where i buy the yakuza games like i would buy them when they came out and i play them for like an hour and then be like i'm done yeah i really think this one helped out having an english dub for me too that was mm-hmm. actually good mm-hmm. i know you played it in japanese though right yeah, I played it in Japanese. I think Tofu and I both did English, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did English. But it definitely did help. Like, I don't mind reading subtitles and stuff, but, like, at the end of the day, I don't want to read subtitles anymore, so... Mm-hmm. I understand, like, I understand. Well, and then, like, but they had a good voice actor for him, and it, like, really made it easy to get to know him, I think, and at least for me.
0: No, I agree, man. Like, it made it, um, it didn't feel... Well, just just touching on the dub, like it didn't feel like I was making like the inferior choice. Like the dub across the board mm. was fantastic, and I thought,
1: yeah. Like, yeah, there were a couple characters I didn't think were very good, but none of them were main characters. Yeah,
2: mm.
1: well, kind of. One I really didn't like his dub voice, but well, two of them. Yeah, there is actually, there actually one main character. character, so it's fine. God
0: awful. So,
2: for for the dub, dub in, the English dub and the Japanese. So they kind of started this turn with Judgment a couple mm. years back where they had an English and and Japanese dub. Mostly because they saw the success of Yakuza gaining in the West mm. here. So this is the third game that they had a an English dub since then. So they had Judgment and then they had the, the Fist of the North Star game. Mm. That is technically kind of canon, which is really, really funny, because if you guys played the slot machine game, scenes from that game is in the slot machines.
1: So when when would the Fist of the North Star take place? Like, very, very far in the future? Yeah. Nice. Because I don't know anything about Hokuto no Ken.
2: Yeah, it's... Considered canon, but a, a lot of things is considered canon
1: with this. Time I think even binary point. domains considered canon to the yeah. Of oh hell yeah! Because yeah. it happens so far in the future, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's like well, that all got destroyed, so who cares? We're like oh okay.
2: Which reminds, me, I have to go. I- I'm trying to get every single game released by the studio now and I gotta get binary Domain.
1: <laughs> if I find a copy, I'll send it to you. Like, it's not expensive. It's just, yeah. you have to find it. It's like, yeah, a, I just gotta find it. a
2: legit it. good
0: game, right? Because like, I downloaded and installed it recently oh, yeah. after hearing, uh, I think you were talking about it one day in Discord and like, I was like, oh yeah, I have that. I've had it for years and just never touched it.
1: I bought it on a whim because I'm like, I know, you know, I'll try it. And then I found, I didn't know it was made by the the Ryuga Gotoku team. So like, I bought it and like it's it's just a it's a third person shooter it kind of sets you up not in the same way totally at all or anything like spec ups the line where you think you're just getting into a typical shooter but then it's not
3: Mm -hmm.
1: like um you're fighting against enemy robots stuff like that It has a really weird sci-fi story where like there's human like there's like human robot hybrid type things and one guy just found out he was a ro like a robot and In stuff and you're sent in to like find out who's doing this shit in like Japan because of course they're going to Japan. It's such a weird game. I don't know why they made it because all they had made up until that point was like Yakuza.
2: Well, not only did they just only make Yakuza, they made (laughs) Super Monkey Ball.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot the guy that directs it also made Monkey Ball. Hell yeah, (laughs) I can can see the crossover. There's there's
2: (laughs) there's two pictures of. Of the creator for Yakuza and Monkey Ball like before and after, because you know, he 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 looked like a typical Japanese otaku guy when he was directing Super mm-hmm. Monkey Ball. And then he turned into this like hard boiled like like guy that you would see in like Shinjuku mugging someone for money in the Yakuza series. <laughs> when he transitioned over, it's just like the tonal appearance of that one director. is just so funny.
1: Let me see if I can find it. It sounds like he
0: just had to kind of become, become the work to make the work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Here's the before and after he made, started making the Yakuza series. I mean, if that's not a glow
0: up, I don't know what it is.
1: And he's just like, they're like, where do you get your sense of style from? He's like, ah, whoever I'm dating at the time, I just dress however they do. (laughs) Okay.
0: I mean, he sounds like a people pleaser.
2: Yeah, Toshihido Nagoshi. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a character. He's a hoot. <laughs> but but that like, I mean, let's kind of go into this story wise. Is there any like major story beat or thing that really stood out to you guys?
1: Um, I was waiting. So all the Yakuza games have like one point where like shit hits the fan and it just goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. And I was anticipating it the whole time, but it didn't go the way I was expecting, and it was the whole thing with young master becoming like the main antagonist. I didn't really, I guess, expect that to happen because it was like he did, Jim, and like they moved on. Yeah. And then he just like shows up out of fucking nowhere. And it's like, this is that asshole. And I'm like, how are they gonna explain this shit? That was like my probably like that turning point there. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I feel like for
0: me the thing that like like, it had my attention throughout, but the thing that, like, for me felt like a turning point was when they... Um, it's about halfway through, maybe it was, like, chapter 9, I think, or 10, where mm-hmm. they uh, decide to dissolve... Or, like, the plan is, like, you know, release to dissolve the Tojo clan. And, like, I feel like that was mm-hmm. where things, like, really started hitting the fan. You get characters that you think are switching sides and then come back to other sides. Um, and it's, like, I feel like that's the point where, like, all the, like, ingredients got thrown into the blender... And then, like, you're kind of waiting for the next chapter for things to be, pour, like, poured out and, like, see how it all, fall, like, falls on the
1: table. Oh, was that the chapter 12 where they're um, dissolving, dissolving Omi? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, like, kind of, like, the big thing. Like, how the fuck is this going to pan out?
2: Yeah. So, right from the get-go, because I I, I played all m- majority of all the games here. So, like, I knew kind of what I was expecting. So I bought the game. Knowing that I'm going to get a Yakuza story because I I did not see anything about this game after its initial trailer in Japanese. And that was years ago. (laughs) So I did not know anything about the RPG stuff.
1: That's what surprised me because that was such a big thing of news that came around.
2: Oh, like, I avoided anything. Like, I, I knew I, when the game was going to come out, I was going to get it. That's the only thing. I was just like, okay, I don't need to really pay attention. It's going to move on from Kiryu. Okay, I don't mind that. it's It was the right time for to move on. And so I, I didn't really pay attention to anything about that until much later. For Young Master's twist, I kind of spoiled myself because of the fact of who his voice actor is. Uh. Because in Japanese, the, the guy who voiced him in Japanese, I believe it's Kosuke Toreumi, he's a big time seiyuu. So I knew that, I was like, you only voiced him for one chapter? That's kind of a waste of someone of his thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like thinking to myself, he's probably going to be in the game, like somehow manipulating everything. And then sure enough, when he said, oh yeah, yeah, it's, uh, he's Ryo Ry- Aoki. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that that would explain a lot.
0: <laughs> I feel like I kind of expected so. Young Master to show back up at some point after playing that intro chapter. I didn't expect him to come back yeah. as like the mayor of Tokyo. Um, yeah, but I was—I
1: thought maybe he'd show up as just like some shithead in the Yakuza, like maybe in charge of the Omi. Clan. Yeah, no, but like I know in a way he was, but not not like that. Like yeah. I expect him to just come back as, like, the hidden, you know, boss behind the scenes or something.
0: I will say, that that was kind of nice. Like, I, like so this was the first Yakuza game I've played beyond, like, the first, first chapter or two. Like, I played the first two or three chapters of Zero. Um, mm-hmm. I played a couple chapters of the very first one back when it first released in the U.S. on PS2. Um, mm. But this was the first one I played through, and the only thing I knew, really, was that, like to expect kind of like a, like a soap opera of a narrative. So like I expected like these weird grandiose things to happen, but I didn't expect like that grandiose. Like once that was revealed, yeah. that felt like, Oh, okay. This is going to be like a wild fucking ride moment.
2: Yeah. So there, there was a couple things of twists that like really kind of got me. Well, obviously the div- dissolving the Omi Alliance and the Dojima, and the tojo clan just re- dissolving that entirely and just having the ramifications of that being settled later on for eight when well, we do get an eight I-, I thought that was very surprising obviously the appearance of the the legacy characters also kind of got me as well because throughout the whole game you're kind of alluded that yeah, these these guys, the captains were here and then they just disappeared. We don't know what happened to them. And I was just expecting that we'll probably see one of them, possibly Kiryu, who was the, the main character for the other games in it. I didn't expect to see Majima and and Taiga as well, who are like the bigger captains of the the Dojima clan.
1: I had been kind of spoiled because I knew... The, like the three of them, or like at least Majima and um, Kitty, were going to be in it because I saw like a Kotaku article where they ruin everything like they always do. <laughs> but I was under the assumption it would just be a random side story later in the game where you yeah. just like you come across you know these unnamed guys that are hanging out at a bar or something like that. But then yeah. they're like, "Oh no, you're going to have the worst fucking hardest boss fight in the game against two of the f- two legacy characters." Yeah, we're like no. uh, that. That part, that kind of sucked. That's probably I like that air, like the whole story beat, but that part I just hated that there was like an intentional wall put there. Yeah, like, really? Yeah, there was an intention. You
0: didn't, uh, you didn't beat that boss fight in one try. Nope, pathetic. So I didn't, so,
1: uh, I didn't the... get Chris knock on my way through it and just have like <laughs> go through every single one of my healing items while I'm fifteen levels below and be like, why is this so hard? <laughs> so.
2: You told me that there was a a wall coming up at the Mm -hmm. part that I was doing so I intentionally just grinded and I did the tower in one go and that was the only way that
1: that's why I did it too I like I got to the boss fight got my ass kicked and then just went through the tower once and I was good to go it was like still a little hard but like they introduced the tower like this is optional but it's not optional yeah it's not if you want to get be ready for it.
0: That's kind of how I felt about the business mini game as well. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's really optional to like get the complete game.
1: No. Also, as much money as you need to get for stuff, yeah. it's not optional. Yeah. But at least it wasn't terrible. It just it has a terrible tutorial. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Seeing Chris trying to do it was just pain.
1: I've tried to help three people with that, and then no, one, like they don't listen when I'm like. It's a weapons triangle of green, blue, and red. And the characters that you're fighting in that the character has a color and then their questions are different. And every time I explained it, no one would listen to me. They're Mm -hmm. like, you didn't say it right. I'm like, I told you exactly what it is. You just don't want to look.
2: And the fact that, you know, you have to be aware of which characters you're bringing into the meeting because Mm -hmm. they have different power levels. They have different attacks, different attack to defense ratio Mm -hmm. you might have a guy that is really high on attack but really sucks on defense so if you're not paying attention you could accidentally kill that person
1: I am I got carried the entire time in the board meetings by the grandma and the chicken and then two other characters every time the
0: chicken is OP
1: the grandma is too I think I got rid of her once I started getting like
0: special characters
1: oh her, her cost was so low I didn't even care
2: yeah. So I like it it took a while. It took me about the third third board meeting to finally click what 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 was going on here because I just didn't know about the the power level stuff. I was just picking characters because it would just do red, blue or green kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then it kind of just clicked in me. I'm like, oh, I should really pay attention to these numbers.
0: <laughs> did it take you guys forever to realize that, like, say if you had a like red board member that, like, when they got up to um you know do their attack, did it take you guys forever to realize that like a red board member could give like a blue attack?
1: Yeah, let's see. I I didn't know that they would all give um different colors at a time because initially they only do the color that they are. Yeah. Yeah. And then it starts to vary it up. Yeah, I did like so. though if you notice though when you're doing it when it when someone stands up and has a question, your character that will beat them flashes on the bar. Oh, I've still never noticed that. Yeah, it will flash really quick, like with flame around them, and you're supposed to use that one to attack them. Oh well that Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well. <laughs> well,
0: there's just so much going on. I can't I can't see everything. This game is so like visually maximalist.
2: Yeah. So uh Going going back to story beats here, the one of the major things was the Millennium Tower near the hmm. end of the game, and that place, my God, it's been used as the end game for like at least two or three games now. So I'm I was very surprised that they brought it back <laughs> again.
1: Do you usually run through it all the way like you did in this one? No. You just like go up to it into an office or something.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh, you're, like, automatically at the top floor.
1: As it, like, how they, like, um based everything around of, like, going back to Camarocho, it only made sense to use that building. Because, like, even for me, just seeing it is the most ominous one on the skyline. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it works as, like, a final dungeon.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. When it plays into those RPG tropes, too, which is really nice, it's like, it's the dark tower in the yeah. distance.
1: Yeah. I did like all the um, allusions to Final Fantasy VII they'd have with it, with like Cloud yeah. standing in front of the uh, Shinra building. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they even do it in the game. They like basically do that exact scene, looking up. I'm like, they fucking tried, didn't they? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so going on to that RPG trope, how did you guys like it? Oh,
1: oh my I loved god, it. that's why I love the game.
0: It's that—that's part of what made it my my game of the year. I mean, it, it handled it so well.
1: It was it was rough, but I considering they like made that all in between like April and January yeah. of um 2019. Yeah, considering they made that in like within eight months, I'm like, well, that's not that bad for what it is. It's pretty fleshed out and decent. There are some issues like your characters running into a wall for a solid minute before they go into an attack. But
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for for me, because I am so used to yakuza like like i said before i didn't i didn't know that it was going to become an rpg until a day before when my friend was like oh yeah so how do you are you gonna you're probably gonna like the rpg mechanics for this game I'm like what it's not just a straight brawler yeah so i had to that little shock to me kind of got me for a bit and i had to relearn what i thought of a yakuza game because of that it took me the longest time and that's why it took me a long ass time to kind of get grips with this game i never completed chapter three until i want to say 18 hours in
1: well because you were leveling up every job weren't you
2: yeah i was leveling everything up and that was the only way that i could learn it because i had to re rele- i had to rethink of what i thought well oh, yakuza game was
1: It was easy and... for me because i just went from like a jrpg background into basically what felt like i don't your characters move around a little bit yeah but like you don't have any control over it it felt i'm trying to think of, i know it's like the easy ones like it's like dragon quest but it felt like i don't know just a very standard rpg like setup for me so yeah
0: it felt like a good mix of, like, yeah, like Dragon Quest and then maybe, like, touches of Xenosong- or Xenob-
1: Xenoblade. A little bit, yeah, with all the um, button mashing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Which is nice, because you can just turn all that off and it acts like as if you did it perfectly anyway.
2: So, with that, is there anything that you guys would wish that would change with the, the mechanics overall? Is there something that you like or didn't like about it?
0: i'd like to see the job mechanics uh cleaned up a little bit like i mm-hmm. liked that you had plenty of, so compared to like a font like an early final fantasy game where you had what like six maybe six classes or six jobs and four characters um you had to be more strategic in like who you picked for what role um to play through the game as um with this and like you had what seven seven characters seven or eight characters by the end of it um six six okay. oh, no,
1: there's seven total seven total cuz one's optional. That's right. Yeah.
0: So you've got seven seven characters and a couple of, you know, a couple of jobs that are um just for like the male or the female characters, but for the most part you kind of you can kind of cover all of your bases and then add on to that you can switch characters in in the middle of a fight. So I felt like there was not there wasn't very much um strategy involved like really. Like sure you can like pick certain like you know, like Adachi I feel like makes a good uh bodyguard cuz he's just like a good black knight or he makes a good enforcer. Um, but at the end of the day, like you could really make him anything and it's going to work, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, it's just yeah. fine. It's, it makes it inviting and like, you know, uh, accommodating, but at the same time, I feel like that's kind of a place where it lacked some of the, uh, I don't know, like I feel like it lacked some of like the, like the mental work that you could add into it as far as like trying to figure out like a good party.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Like it was very trivial to even change jobs. There's like only one you really needed to have was like a dedicated healer. So you just took one of the female characters, made them an idol and you have your dedicated healer. But I mean, mm. you could even not do that and just have Nanba heal everyone with their default um, healing moves, but it would be a little bit harder. Yeah. I would like to see just the jobs have more purpose. Uh, even like mm. in and outside of battle, maybe even too. like the only one that has any purpose outside of battle is Foreman. Yeah. Which, and even then you just switch to Foreman and then switch back to your other one and you have the only overworld ability you need yeah which I didn't know until I beat the game that that's how you got it because I can't break down these barriers (laughs) yeah because I didn't know because like oh you just go level up Foreman you don't even have to level up Foreman you just have to switch to Foreman and switch back
2: yeah so there's a couple things that I would like to see changed or just added overall for the RPG mechanics uh, and that is... One part is jobs. Obviously, like you guys were saying, I want it to have more meaning. I would like it to, to have a a second form or a, like a second form and then one for like a character only. Mm-hmm. And that'll give a purpose of you actually maximing out like, oh, like chef, you're master chef now and you get mm-hmm. like more damage and more fire resistance or some, some BS like that.
1: I'd even like to see... um if they would combine jobs too, like if they would like make it more, like guess like, you know how some final fantasies have, where like, if you level up two you get like another one on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or yeah like yeah, if yeah. they had like enforcer and like, I don't know, um, bodyguard together. So you could have like an enforcer with a sword or something like that, or like just level that up to something special.
2: Yeah. Like, or have it like detective or some, some bullshit or mm-hmm. something like that. And I feel that.
1: like
0: that'd be pretty easy, to, easy, easy to do thing. too. Especially like, you know as far as picking names for things to make it you know stay within that universe
2: yeah and one thing i would want to see changed in the the mechanics overall is having a smaller arena because you would have things because the 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 arena that you're facing in is the real map it's just blocked mm-hmm. off in certain called off to things i wanted to see, see it a little bit shorter mostly because you can still go inside shops you can go inside areas that you're not supposed to and it would eat up precious time of them walking back and forth back and forth especially when you're trying to do the your down damage
1: mm-hmm. a lot I of this want... comes from like um it depend on where you are running say like Casuga's like hella far ahead of everyone. He starts the battle. Everyone will run back to where they started from. So maybe Kasuga is like, in front, but the other ones are, like, you know, 20 feet away. They'll run back 20 feet away in yeah. between moves. And then, same for, started. like,
2: if you do, like, a crit damage and you send them flying, sometimes they go flying all the way across the map, and then you're, like, there's a follow-up, and then the guy has to follow up from the starting position, mm. which could be, like, behind a wall... Run all the way there, and by then the the down damage, the, the double damage that you would have got, wouldn't matter anymore.
1: <laughs> they definitely could do better barriers of like going in and out of buildings, or like even if they switch to just like um, I know they try and keep it so it doesn't like you don't leave that map, but yeah. they could like they could switch to like an arena like a almost like you know like if you do like a Final Fantasy like a random battle where it's like something you can see like. A bigger version of the thing around you, but the, that that area is like flat.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like with this too, like as as much um, like reuse as they had throughout, like visually, like it could be easy to do something like that. Like, like you know, if, if you're in if you're in the main city, and you just have like you know, a city street arena, or if you're in an alley, a, a back alley arena, and that's it. I feel like with this, they literally just took the same walling off mechanic they had for the previous games and just ported it into this.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean it was not slapdash, but I mean they they went from like within 8 months they completely changed everything up. So it just seems like it was an area that they had cut corners that they could easily fix if they like, you know, start the next game in mind to be an RPG. Yeah. But the arena things definitely possible. If you look at Dragon Cart, it's just the real map but ev- you're shrunk down or something and the city's blown up. Yeah. So it is possible to do it.
2: Or just have like how they have the you cannot go areas and just block off doors. <laughs> <laughs> that that that'll be like the easiest fix. Or like don't have characters just fly across the map. That's one thing.
1: <laughs> they could solve some of it by just letting you move the character around. Yeah, because like if you're stuck around a, like a a wall or something, if you can move them around into the battlefield a little bit better, because they just kind of like aimlessly walk around back and forth. And if you're trying to like time a, an attack so that it hits multiple people at once. You just gotta hope that guy, you know, walks back into the fire flame thing and then just (laughs) hope that he gets burned. If not, he'll just miss everyone.
0: I mean, they're all kind of floating around just like battle goldfish.
3: Hmm.
1: Like, it's definitely rough, but I I enjoyed it. I liked it having the button mashing sequences with it too. Yeah. Because it just felt like I was doing a little bit more, which in the fact you can turn them off is great because for some people I know they aren't going to want that. Oh, I really like the Poundmate system, though. Oh, God, and yes. Pound mates were great. Pound
2: mates were great. It was a very interesting use of summons, so to speak.
1: It was the best, like, in-universe way to have it, where you literally call in a friend to help you out.
2: Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite one?
1: Um, I know that was one of our questions. My favorite was Uncomfortably Numb with Mr. Masochist and his girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I think my favorite was probably Nancy Chan.
1: Oh, God, oh
2: yeah, Nancy John's one of my favorites <laughs> as well. I liked I liked Majima's one the best because it's just it fits his character so well, of just being batshit crazy.
1: So. One thing with those, and then also with the battle system with the different essence moves, I hope in the next game they don't take you to some really generic looking arena to do them. Yeah, because <laughs> I just got really tired of seeing that same grayed out generic arena. I yeah. understand why they did it. But it's just like, come, come on. I'm sure they could do a better way of that. But it just, I got tired of saying that after a while, especially because just like awkwardly would cut to a, a character to like just kick someone in the head once, and then like them just stand there and staring, and then it would go back to the main battle. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: One thing I did like about the pound mates in general, like as a summoning system, I like that they weren't all attacks. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of, like, you know, because in the past, like, final most Final Fantasy games up to, or at least the ones I've played, like, up to 13, or up to 12, rather, like, all summons have, like, some kind of an attack, and, like, maybe you get some kind of extra, you know, effect bonus after that, but I liked with this, like, you, you, could, you could do a summon solely for status effects, I thought that was kind of nice.
1: Yeah, because, like, um, what was it, like, Uncomfortably Numb, that one, it made you resilient against damage, so it took a lot less, and you wouldn't get stunned. Um, what was, like, Nancy Chan poison things as well. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other ones. Oh, omelet was, like, a uh, like a t- like a, um, a coin flip if you're going to heal your MP or your, your uh, HP.
0: I think even... Is, I, is is it Taika or Taika? I think... Taika. Even his, I think, was just a status effect, wasn't it? It was, like, a lower defense.
1: Yeah. I didn't actually use him. I was saving him and you for later. Kidiyu's is
2: also really good.
1: I, I'm, I'm saving like... Kidiyu's for sure for, um the final boss of the true Millennium Tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I haven't had to pay for him yet, and I'm not going to.
2: Yeah, true. Oh, my God, true. That's probably my last one that I'm waiting to do. That and then the the Hong Kong hero one, because fuck
1: that. That one just, I did it one day because it was a pain in the ass. You have to go around and hope these NPCs spawn, and they don't always spawn. It's random, but you have to take a taxi each time and then go check the area. Go Which is on. not right next to where they are, for most of them. So yeah, it gets really so. annoying, and you can't take a taxi back to the location you were that you just got into the taxi. So you have to run to a far one, go back to the one you started, run up there, run to the far one again, keep doing it. Yeah.
2: So, but with that, I mean, we were talking about it being an RPG game. Nothing without an RPG means you need party mates. Hmm. What were your favorite party characters that, or your playable characters that you had, if you guys had any?
1: There wasn't anyone I disliked, but I definitely didn't use Zhao or Adachi very much after a while. I say I think Zhao joined the team way too late for me to put much effort into him. He reminded me of Same. Edge from Final Fantasy 4, where like he could be very good, but you get him so late in the game, like him or even um the guy on the moon um in Final Fantasy 4, where like it's so late into the game you feel like you don't really get to build them up very much because like you get him and then you can like beat the game within three or four hours after that so like unless you want to go grind his jobs like it's kind of uh and he doesn't really fill a role that i didn't have before
0: i didn't really use out either um i got him I, I honestly i uh benched uh namba pretty soon too to be honest like I had some, sometimes I would use him like if I really needed um, like some area area attacks. Mm. But Other than that, like my whole party was basically just um, Kasuga, Adachi, Jungi Hao, and um, uh, Eri. And that was really it.
1: I pretty much stuck with Kasuga, Eri, Sachan, and uh Han. Because yeah. Jungi Han and Eri together are overpowered. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah because area has the thumbtacks that hits everything and then Jungihan learns like a um like a double gun move where he like points the middle shoots and then go like swipes outwards and then you do thumbtacks and it just kills everything oh
0: yeah and, and like their, their their speed agility stats are so high they always go first
1: they also yeah. get like three moves before everyone else does yeah at least mine was the one like the the jobs I had them in or whatever they always had like two or three moves before anyone else could move
2: mm-hmm So for for me, I had Junji, Eddie, and Sachan as well as my party mates. And the reason, or one of the reasons why I had Junji on my thing was when I had to go grind. There's a specific enemy. I think it's the vagabond subclass Mm. that is its defense is so high that no matter what attack you do, will do one damage. The gunshots help. Check that down three forts, and then you just had everyone else do regular attacks or multi-hit attacks, and you get the you kill the vagabond, and it does so much exp that you get. It's not even funny.
1: Yeah, that's the last thing to farm for. Yeah,
2: your your last the last dungeon or the last sewer that you go down to and do it with is it's four hundred thousand each time you kill a vagabond. Nice, so.
1: I need to, like, I'm one level off from getting the last, like, level achievement for Kasuga. I need to go find one of those, because I'm tired of grinding.
2: (laughs) So, like, is there any, like, character stories that you did like from your your party mates here?
1: Um, I think one of the, like, one of the best ones, honestly, was probably Adachi's. I think his was the most fun. Yeah. Like, we're, like, finding out, like, him, like, pretending to be... This rich guy and he and you have to go and even like act like his bodyguard for a while i think that one was the probably the most fun one the other ones were like they're all okay but i think his was like the most interesting one considering he doesn't have really much to do most of the game
0: i felt like it had the most weight to it also like jingy mm. hans like he, he had his as far as um his was almost like so heavy that it felt out of place maybe with the uh the bar stories but I thought yeah, like, the rest so, of them just kind of felt, like, semi-goofy, light, light yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think Junji Han's, I don't know, maybe since neither of us really finished 6, maybe if we did that, we'd care a bit more about that one?
2: Yeah, because I, I was going to chime in. Like, for me, my favorite one out of all of them was Junji's one, because it was a definitive end to 6's storyline there, because... If you guys don't know, he's a he's a body double for the main antagonist for 6. Mm. And like I said in prior episodes, you kill him point blank shot to the head. Kiryu he kills him right then and there. And the the surprise of seeing him in the series again just took me out. I was like oh, what? How are you still alive? Is this game this game takes place after 6, right? And yeah, sure enough, no, it's a body double and it talks about his what was going on and how there was this one guy that just came in and wrecked our entire organization and you you do play that in six. so it was a, it was a nice bow tie to see that the Korean storyline tied up with that. Oh, which reminds me in the English dub does does Junji and Zhao speak Korean and Chinese? I know
1: Jungihan Han does speak Korean because they actually had a Korean American do his lines Zhao I don't remember I'm trying to remember who his voice actor was he was voiced so, by sh- Robbie Damon who does not from that name doesn't really strike me as someone <laughs> who, who speaks, speaks Chinese, Chinese.
2: <laughs> that's some profiling tux- um, he <laughs> yeah, he was tuxedo mask he was tuxedo mask
1: oh my god <laughs> and he was goto Agechi in persona 5
2: uh which reminds me so there, this is a little this is a little wink and nod of just how sega keeps everything in in part in so sachan has a has a sister in the game cuz she's a twin named uh, nanoha mm. and they're both uh, so sachan is voiced in english by elizabeth maxwell while while her sister in the english dub is voiced by Jeremy Lee, Mm -hmm. and it's a deliberate reference to persona 5 because they play makoto and sae because they're both sister in the english dubs well in the japanese in the japanese it's voiced by by sumide uesaka who is a phenomenal voice actress
1: does she play both of them and yeah yeah okay yeah it just changes her pitch there's a bunch of, like, little references there that I always wonder. I'm like, is this just in English that this is a reference or something like that? Just, like, a lot of little things.
0: I did like how, like, a lot of this stuff felt like it It didn't feel like it was hitting you over the head with it either. Like, you would know that something was important in that way. But, like, if you didn't know, you didn't know. But you knew it was there for somebody.
2: Mm. Yeah, like, I'm I'm very surprised for the English dub, kind of going back to that, is that they had the original voice actor for Kiryu Kazuma voice him again after years of not being relevant.
1: Which is funny, because I thought he was the worst voice actor in the game. <laughs> he probably... W- which is probably the reason why he
2: doesn't voice him anymore. Yeah, like so he, uh, we-
1: he came in, and he's the only voice actor whose mouth flap does not match their mouth very much. Like He feels like he's talking with his teeth closed the whole time, which <laughs> might work in Japanese, but... In English, it's like he's talking like this, but his mouth. But I, I don't like I don't. What were they doing with him there? What was going on?
2: <laughs> so like he he was one of the in him, and then we have Dante San, who's the the cop in, near the tail end of the game. Uh, that you go to Serena's the bar for um, Shinjuku. There was in I think where one of the legacy characters that they brought back the English voice actors. Obviously, they couldn't have. Majima's English voice actor come back because he'd probably be too expensive
1: yeah wasn't that Mark Hamill
2: yeah it's Mark Hamill <laughs> probably
1: that too and like I don't know if he would still fit because he would just be sounding like the Joker It would yeah
2: because that that was his whole thing he just sounded like the Joker half the time
1: which I don't know if it would that wouldn't be a bad voice for Majima but it definitely wouldn't have been a good one I mean it wouldn't like, sound it, like it wouldn't been any worse than it wouldn't have been any worse than Matt Mercer <laughs> I what, what, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't like Matt Mercer's role there. What if? I didn't like him as a voice actor there. What if
0: they had brought Troy Baker in to do uh, Majima?
2: Oh my god.
1: I don't think it would have worked. One, they couldn't afford him. And two, it's just, I don't know. I don't think he could do it. He just, what is he going to do? Sound like Joel from The Last of Us? I mean, it's look. just Texas Majima. Like, he was my normal voice with a Texan accent, would <laughs> be really shitty. Yeah.
0: Suddenly, so. Majima has daddy issues.
1: No, Majima has some issues, but I don't have daddy <laughs> issues at the end.
2: Majima doesn't have that. <laughs> he has trust issues. He has a lot of issues.
1: <laughs> Isn't he, like, fairly normal in Zero, and then, like, after that, he just goes fucking insane? Or, like, by the end of Zero, it's, like, where he, like, tips over?
2: Yeah, Zero is kind of like the thing of, well, I have to accept who I am, and that is, I'm I'm fucking crazy guy.
0: <laughs> I was going to say because like the first couple of like chapters with him and Zero, like I was like, okay, like I know this character is supposed to be wild and crazy, but right now he just seems like eccentric.
2: Yeah, he has that kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, it, seeing his turn in Zero was very interesting. Like, if that—that's th- one of the reasons why I really liked Zero back then, because of just how they handled Majima's storyline for that. But, but carrying on, I mean. Is there any other, like, NPC characters that you really liked?
1: I liked all, like, there's a bunch of random ones I liked from sub-stories and stuff. Like, none that, like, specifically jumped out, but, like, I really liked the, um, when you go to the movie theater, just that, like, that whole interaction between Kazuma, or not Kazuma, um, Kasuga and, like, the movie theater owner of them both, like, lamenting being old people, like, falling asleep at the movies. Yeah. I really liked little things like that in each one. Oh, the baby patriarch, man. <laughs> that whole sub story was such a what the fuck. Like, I had started it and not gone back. And then Tofu masters me. He's like, did you do that much yet? I'm like, no, I have. He's like, go finish it. I was playing that game in front of my girlfriend. That's why I was playing in English for the most part. So, like, I, that's why I had it on there. And so she could listen to it. And she just, like, stopped what she was doing and just, like, staring at, at it. Like, when they're doing the whole baby thing, she's just like, what are you playing? I'm like, it's Yakuza. It's man babies.
2: Hey, man. Don't, don't be hating. I mean, there are people like
1: that. I mean, that's fine. She just, like, was so confused because she's like, I thought this was about, like, Japanese mafia. I'm like, it is. He's just in charge of the man-baby mafia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <so laughs> I like the
1: bartender.
0: Yeah, I thought that was nice to have him kind of pipe in every now and then and, like, have some meat to his character.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, master. <laughs> Did he ever get a name?
0: I wish we'd gotten more of uh, uh, Sawashiro, to be totally honest. I liked his I liked his character's writing, like, when we got it. Oh
1: yeah. Which, uh, which one was Sawashiro? He's... Uh, Joe? Um, Joe. Yeah wait oh uh, yeah, yeah i liked him i wanted to have more with that but honestly by the end of the game a lot of story beats i feel like were blue balled there's no way to finish them now yeah
0: well there was so much going on by the end of it another character i wish we'd gotten more of and i thought like she felt super important at the time that she was more visible but i can't remember her name but the woman that you meet in the bar that you have to protect that runs the uh, the smaller soap house
1: oh the um uh like the the
0: it's like the older lady the, um, with the cool pants.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked her. I liked her a lot. I'm trying to remember her name. I can't remember it either. She had a cool jacket. I absolutely fucking hated uh, Kume, though. I hated him the entire game. What was Kume? Uh, he was in charge of Bleach Japan that Jack oh my God. Was against you. Jesus. I hated him.
0: I, I wanted say. to beat
1: the shit out of him the whole game. I hated him, but like, I didn't
0: expect to hate him as much as I did by the very end of it yep (laughs) that that actually is a story beat that caught me way the fuck off guard
1: I thought the end of the game was gonna kind of like something like that was gonna happen but not from who it did like I thought something was gonna happen like I thought like after you beat the game Aoki would still somehow like something would happen with like that yeah yeah but then like with Kumi I'm like I did not and then that doesn't it doesn't get tied up like he disappears like and he's an elected official too. So it's like what what's going to go on with this? I mean, I
0: assume that's going to be like maybe maybe hopefully it'll come back in eight, but like good lord, that felt like such a like immediate blue balls thing. Like oh, by the way, here's one last one. Boom, bye.
2: Uh so this is Kashiwagi o- Osamu <laughs> for for the the master of the bar here. And if you guys don't know
1: who he is, <laughs>
2: He's your captain in Yakuza 0. He's a, a legacy character as well.
1: Oh, he is? But they kept yeah. that a secret in the entire game, they, didn't
2: they? They kept that a secret. Like, the only time you would know what his backstory was is if you complete all the, the, the final substory, the, the, the romance substory. Because hmm. he he talks about getting shot, and which was what happened in the original games and that he survived and that's why the name of the bar is called Survival Bar.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I never got to that. I wanted I want 100% the game, but it's just such an undertaking and I kind of got pissed off at Dragon Cart so I like stopped for a while. Yeah.
0: It also still kind of feels like one of those things where like if you haven't played those games, like even if you do get the if you finish that romance subplot and learn that like people like me are just going to see me like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's important. Kind of like when uh, everybody showed up at the uh, the Omi Alliance just like dissolution. It's like, oh, well, these people are important, but I don't know who they are.
2: Yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting. So, uh, oh boy. I, it, it's interesting to, like, if you guys don't know, like, it. it's a great jumping on point, this game, but it really does help having familiar knowledge of the series because having that wink wink nod nod moments pay off so much
1: i think what they were trying to do with this one is get new people in And like if you i think you should at least basically know who kiryu and majima are i think those are the two most important characters to know and if you know of the series you'll know who kiryu is but maybe not majima yeah but if you know them like like everything they allude to is enough of a hook to get you to go play all the other ones and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if after this, in this, during this next game, like console generation, that they would do, um, they would re-release each game with dubs. I feel like that's gonna happen.
2: It would be interesting uh, as of right now because they are gonna re-release everything on the Xbox. Mm. Uh, there, there are no plans for dubs. They're, they're doing everything like how they did with, um, with the PlayStation Four release.
1: Mm. It before, would
2: be interesting if they went back and redubbed everyone.
1: Cuz I feel like 0 and Kiwami 1 and 2 would be easy to go and put um dubs into. Like mm. uh, cuz they're like re- recent enough that they could like maybe even release it as like a voice track pack type of thing or you know, yeah, like, maybe yeah, they yeah. sold it or whatever. And then yeah. I could see them maybe redo 3, 4 and 5 as Kiwami's later. Like I know they're porting them over but like or, you know, they, they've already re-released them, but since they've already kind of reset the canon a little bit, they could do three, four, five, maybe not 6, because I think it's too recent to not need one, but they could continue yeah. the Kiwami line. It,
2: it would be interesting to see if they do a Kiwami for 3, 4, and 5, because one of the reasons why they did Kiwami was, A, to bring the first two games into the modern era, because it, mm. it was stuck on a PlayStation 2. And be to kind of retcon some things that wasn't was uh brought up in the in the later games, like Nishiyama's include men from one and like the camaraderie that they had from zero to one and everything like that was very important. Mm-hmm. And and just like some finagling like the Millennium Tower, just more glare up for that and things like that. So it was interesting to to start the Kiwami there. I don't know if they're gonna re Kiwami three, four, five I think three, three, four, three and five.
1: would possibly be the only one that they really would need it just since it was so early PS three.
2: Oh yeah, and you can tell.
1: <laughs> like it's real jank, and like it's really hard to go through from what I've been told. If you started zero, one, two or zero, kiwami, kiwami two and then go to three, four, five, until six you're not gonna really feel like you're playing anything good gameplay yeah, wise
2: even 5 like arguably like 5 was probably one of my favorite games of the the older games mm. and that was because of just how many areas you are able to go to and how many characters that you were able to play but this it's still still pretty jank at certain points and it didn't really in my opinion it didn't really get really good for their fighting mechanics until zero until they edged that out
1: which one do you go to Hiroshima? Is that 6?
2: So you start going to all the, the areas in 5 but 6 is where it was prominent.
1: Okay. So I was like I kind of want to go because when I was playing through this one I've been to Dotunbury, which is Siltanburi. I've been to Yokohama before. Like I don't think we didn't go over to where Eugene is based on did we? No. So I don't. I might have gone over that way on like with other people, but I couldn't remember if I went with you. It's so, like I've been no, to some no. of these places, so I kind of want to like the play closest, the other games.
2: The closest we got to was where the Ferris wheel is, and that's still like it's on the other side m- of the, the lake. That's or the, the, yeah, that's there. like a mile or two off.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering if the next game will take place on that side. Yeah, let's expand and, over to it.
2: One of the things that I did like well, Injin Cho and Yokohama in general is just how they implemented Chinatown very well. It lo- looks one-to-one in my opinion because I- I've gone to Chinatown many, many times in the park and the piers that they have over there. They truncate a little bit of here here, and there. They don't have the the inter- the international, I'm putting in quotes, the, the marketplace or the peer, international pier mm-hmm. that they have, and that's a big thing for Yokohama. But... Wait, I have I been
1: I have been to that side because we went to the area where Koreatown was. Yeah, because our teachers are like, "Oh, don't go over to Koreatown; it's dangerous." I'm like, "Is it? Or do you just not like Korean people?" Because I have a <laughs> feeling it's a little bit. Maybe it's mostly you. Because we went there and we're like, we're like, no one, no one bothered us. No one ever bothered us. Yeah, I think it's more of like maybe you shouldn't go over there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah that that's another thing too. It, guys stand out enough that probably not much people are gonna miss we
1: were with luna and she is like five foot pale ass white platinum blonde hair no one's gonna bother her they just might creep a little bit from the distance
2: yeah and she she always reminds me of how many people were creeping
1: oh it was a lot we went to a shop in akihabara and some like big otaku guy like not even sneakily like you know brushed past her and like touched her ass and she just thought it was hilarious that he even tried (laughs) she's like I can't believe he even tried but I guess you know it's weird but good job I guess (laughs) I don't know
0: it's gonna be a yikes from me bro
1: it is a yikes but she found it funnier than anything else I think it's an expectation of being a woman in Akihabara is that you're probably gonna be like creeped on a lot yeah they even have, like, signs up that say, beware of upskirting.
2: Yep. Especially on the escalators. Mm-hmm.
1: That's where I saw them. Yep. Great place, that place.
2: I do want to see, like, a whole thing of just the entire world that they kind of expanded upon. Because there are certain places that they did cut off in Sotemburi. Obviously, they cut off everything from zero on, so you can't go see Majima's old uh, old hostess club. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll see the Grand, which was his original one, but you can't see the one where the mini game takes place. So
0: you're saying you?
1: I'm wondering why they did that. I guess just for because there's nothing to really do over there. Yeah.
0: So you're saying you would like an open world yakuza
1: game?
2: Or like they already expanded on the area beforehand. But they did; it, they just cut it short here. I mean, they're
1: basically <laughs> already open world ish. That's true, yeah. Yeah. It's open world, but very confined. Like, you know whatever you want, but at least in this one, they're like, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you if you go over there right now. You can, yeah. good luck, but you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. And then when the they, first they, time they you they lose final, half your money, you stop. They going final over Fantasy
2: 2 did. So, which I, I, I didn't mind. Yeah, like, Chinatown was scary originally because it was like level 30, 30 people. And you're, like, 18, if that. Because yep, I
1: didn't know it was going to be like that. Because I just sat there and did the um, the business minigame straight through. And I guess they expected you to leave and come back. Well, after they move you to the new building, you just, like, leave. Because it just does it automatically. Yeah. yeah that and you come out and you're, like, I'm level 25. Everyone around me is 40. And they're beating the shit out of me.
0: I think that happened to me before I realized that uh, you had to, like, interact with taxi cabs to unlock the fast traveling. I was literally halfway yep. <laughs> through that game before I realized what was going on with fast traveling. I was hoofing it around that fucking place the whole game.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, getting the the walk five, five kilometers or 500 kilometers and things like that was easy because I was just walking. I never used the taxi all too much. The only time I used the taxi was near the end game because I was like, I don't feel like walking kind of thing.
1: Like I turned off all the encounters and just start running everywhere. That was a nice item to get where it turned off random encounters.
2: <laughs> but is there is there anything else that you kind of want to bring up before we kind of go into questions or things like that?
1: Um, I guess we didn't really talk talk about the ending, maybe, because the, the, no one really asked about the ending or anything like that. Yeah. I got to like chapter 12 and I would try to delay the end of the game as much as possible. Mm. And eventually just said like fuck it. And like one day I sat down to grind and I ended up beating the game like three hours later. Yeah. But I like once it like gets going, like once you hit like chapter 12, you just like want to see that ending, but also not want it to end. I was yeah. so happy at the end of the game. I got to beat the shit out of Masato. Hell yeah. Because I've been waiting to do it the whole game. And I was watching um I was watching Chris play through it and he got to the end he was whining the whole time when you're actually doing the fist fight with Masato I'm like it's supposed to be cathartic where you're just beating this guy up because he's nothing yeah. like yeah. that's the thing he's nothing compared to you and you're just beating the shit out of him after you've busted your ass to get to him and help him
0: it was so satisfying good lord like I think at one point like was- I realized you could do like your uh your skills but like after a certain point I was just like no is it, we're just this is it just you. know all attack only
1: yeah (laughs) i would used all the new skills until I ran out of MP and then I just finished them off because I wanted to see them because they're all a bunch of random like wrestling moves oh yeah yeah like German suplex and stuff so I used all of those and then once I realized he just counters you all the time I just started beating him up it was even better too because I was wearing the warrior costume the whole time so I'm just like wearing this knight armor beating up this guy (laughs) in a suit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well you know they
0: say the suit is the modern day man's night armor
1: oh that sounds really cringy it is really cringe. It's sounds like something they'd say on reddit just like have a suit like a suit that and that doesn't match the fedora you're wearing then tip it
0: <laughs> well I mean as long as it matches your tie you can't have like too many clashing uh, patterns
1: have a Hawaiian shirt under your, your suit oh my god you know someone does that oh
0: yeah walk into HR m'lady uh, before I guess before we get into like questions like I will say one thing that I thought was and we may touch on this like stop me if it sounds like it's something we're going to come up with but I thought like the overall theme of this game was really really nice like um in terms of you know everything I know of the yakuza series that is is that it's like kiryu you know big tough yakuza man you know honor being the best man he can kind of thing and then coming to this and like it felt like the overarching theme was it like Kind of like that. No one is useless. Like everyone, everyone has worth. Hmm. And I thought that like
1: everyone yeah. in the uh, everyone in the cast, or just like majority of the cast, a lot of people like at the end of their rope. Yeah, like, and like, like they're like they got nothing left. Like so, they're just they said fuck it.
0: And they're like the dregs of society, and not like not necessarily like in the sense of like you know drug abusers or like you know thieves and stuff. But it's just like people that you would just kind of can't like you know ignore or like forget about. But then, like, they're all helping each other. Like, everyone is constantly, like, supporting one another. And, like, even up to the very end, like, the final scenes with, um, with the young master, like, he's, like, Ichiban or, uh, Kasuga, like, still believes in him and still wants to support him. Mm, yeah. I thought that was really refreshing, especially okay. after fucking Last of Us 2.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, it was a very, like, overall a very positive game. Cause, like, they're, like, even at the one point, you have the whole story beat of, like, um, kume is running for mayor and no everyone knows no one's gonna win against him but kasuga is still going up there and making him look like an asshole for like looking down at him and he's just like yeah kill the dude can can i not get better and he's like trying and it does win people over even though he doesn't win but it does win people's attention
2: yeah i i would say about the ending though if you guys can try and watch it in Japanese, because Kosuke Todoumi, who who did Young Masters voice acting for this one, it was really good. And me and another friend who 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 loves the Yakuza series as well, he said that probably that was the best scene in the entire series—just them at the lockers. Mm-hmm because of just how well acted both of them were off of each other in the Japanese voice acting.
1: I didn't think the English one was bad, but, like, it was definitely something that would make... Because, like, the the way it feels at the end, and then, like, the music that pairs with it, it feels so wholly Japanese Yeah. that, like, yeah. in English, it, I don't think it can hit the, Like, it was good, but I don't think it could hit that in English because it just doesn't work within, the like... The confines of English language and, like, culture. Yeah. But, like, that whole scene was good, and I liked the illusion back at the end of, like, Kasuga carrying Masato away like um, Arakawa carried him away in the beginning from the lockers. Like, I really liked that kind of full circle thing, because it even showed, too, like, Kasuga is actually Arakawa's real son in a way. But, like, they're both still kind of brothers. Yeah.
2: It's just, it was like when I watched it because I th- I originally thought he was huffing a bunch of smoke because there there was a couple scenes in Zero and Six that I actually really really liked, but nah, like watching the final scene while they're at the lockers, it was really really good and I've really enjoyed that scene. It's probably one of my favorites, if not in the game and probably of the series as of right now. And. Yeah, no, it's just, it's really good. And it really just showed how, even at your lowest point, you can still kind of rise up, mm, so like
1: to speak. You still have people supporting you even after all the dumb shit you've done and big mistakes you've made in life. Like, there's still, like, the family to turn back on, even if it's an unconventional family.
0: Well, and you know, like, something that's kind of nice, I just thought about, like, listening to y'all talk about that. Like, it's it's kind of timely in that way in the sense that, you know, another narrative arc throughout the whole the entire like throughout the whole game is of, like no one got where they are by themselves like aoki mm-hmm. had help yeah. throughout yeah. um Ichiban got, gets where he is like he starts the game like alone and he comes into the world as, a, as an orphan basically but then like through growing up you know as a kid he gets taken on taken on by arakawa and then as he grows uh when he's released from prison like you know, he starts building up this you know this group of friends that like support him um and I feel like that kind of runs through it like the whole idea that like you know, you know, can't you just you can't do it alone even though he's I mean I guess is he named after the number one or is it just uh, the phrase number one
1: um Ichiban means like the best like okay the number one thing yeah I don't know why his name did they ever really give a reason to why his name is Ichiban or is just like hmm. I mean he was he was named after it, or named by like a random soapland owner so yeah. like who the fuck knows I don't know why yeah. he picked it Maybe because yeah, he and, was the I'm, first kid born there, I don't know.
2: And and in Japanese, it uh, it does have ichiban, at, like the the kanji ichiban, like number mm-hmm. one, as as its as his name. So
0: yeah, just like the whole running arc of like doing things together, like as a group, as a as a you know a community, as a neighborhood. I thought that was really nice to have, like especially throughout this past year.
2: Yeah.
1: I did like, too, that, like, Kasa gets out of prison and he doesn't go back to, he doesn't want to go back to a life of crime. He just wants to go back. Because he never really got into, like, the, I guess, the crime side of yeah. being a Yakuza so much. He was always more, like, you know, the petty things, like, going around collecting money from he was, people. He was, he oh, was, he was the beat, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he did all the grunt work, but, like, he didn't, like, come back and, like turn out to be a complete shithead like Aoki end up being, even though he was the one. It, their roles should have been reversed, where Aoki, since he wanted to get out, he should have, like, you know, had more, um, I guess, like, positive motives in, like, wanting yeah. to, like, actually get better, but in, really he was just kind of going back down into, like, he was being a Yakuza, but, like, in the front, like, front and center. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Kasuga was sticking with the, like, wanting to keep, like, the, like, the, because originally the Yakuza were a, uh, like just like community supporters in a way like they were the ones that like got shit done like for was it which kobe or was it the big Co- or the great kanto earthquake in like the 90s was it again yeah where like there was like the the government hadn't gotten aid to the area yet the Yakuza did like that's what kind of like they like kind of went back to their original goal of like they were the people who took care of the people in the town in the city whatever mm. and that's like the role that Kosugi kept going but he did it a different way yeah so fucking also, hate, I... Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also like the fact that Ichiban was born in in Shangri La, mm. and that place is very important in the series. And that he, when he comes back to it, when you, he gets released to jail, he goes back to it and he sees that it's just utterly destroyed and got taken over. If only he knew that he would eventually meet the person that destroyed the place, which was Majima. Or was it? Yeah.
1: Why did he do that? So,
2: because he was searching for someone that Kiryu was protecting at the soapland. Mm. <laughs> he he just gets a car and just barrels right through the the entrance and just blows it up. <laughs> and it, it's used for like certain story beats throughout l- later games because it's being used for like the Chinese mafia for one of the games as well. So,
0: mm. I feel like Kasuga would still forgive him even if he knew what he did. <laughs> Like, that would just be yeah. in character.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm so sure just you have your reasons for doing it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah,
1: nothing good. No good reasons. Well... I
2: just I just, I just wanted to wreak havoc. <laughs> that is just what Majima does.
1: Yeah. I mean, he knows of Majima at that point, too, where he's just, like, insane. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's see. Zero happened in what, late 80s? Late 80s. So, like, he would have heard of him by that point. Yeah. Well, how old is he? At, is Majima in seven then, like fifties? He's
2: around the same age as Kudio, I would think. Is practically
1: both like late fifties. Yeah.
0: They look great. I was. I, I like. I like to think that I can run around and uh, you know, shirtless with a skin jacket in my sixties.
1: I mean, Tiger King did that. That's true, man. But he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> true see here he is
2: 54 by the time of of seven
1: because they're all like they got that like i can't tell how old you are the only one you can really tell is like adachi but even then he's like i'm 59 it's like you're you're like a soft 49 there bud you don't look 59
2: (laughs) same for kashiwagi i mean master master the only thing that changed is his glow up and his hairstyle that was really great because he still has his traditional scar from the other games as well. So,
1: also, I fucking hate Kume. <laughs> just like the whole game. I fucking hated that guy. And then the end of the game he just runs up after they're having a bro moment. And he just stabs Aoki and that's it. Just walks oh yeah. Away.
2: I, I was fucking
1: mad about that. I guess, like, I thought something was going to happen to Aoki. I'm like, somehow he's either not going to make it from, like, the injuries he's had, or he's going to be, like, put away in prison and never be able to do anything again. But, like, I didn't expect it to be Kume coming up, stabbing him, and just disappearing.
0: Yeah. Fucking Kume.
1: Like, the whole game I hated him. The whole game I hated his stupid face.
2: So, with that, I guess we should go into some questions here. Sure.
1: Was there anything else you want to talk about beforehand, Tofu? Or are we good? No, I feel good. I feel good. All right. I'll do questions because it's my podcast. Is it? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, all these questions were pulled from Discord because no one posted any at the Twitter account. Which, if you don't know, our Twitter account is at the ThePodasaurus. Because somehow, someone took Podasaurus and posted three posts and then did nothing with it. Actually, three posts, two episodes. One and three don't know where their episode two is, but they stopped doing it after like a month. So thanks for sitting on that podcast, on that name on Twitter, and making me not be able to use it, assholes. Anyway, you should follow at the Podosaurs, not Podosaurs. But our first question from my my uh, Discord server is coming from Wark, who has three questions in a row. Who is your favorite summon slash pound mate in Yakuza Like a Dragon? Mine is Mister Masochist, because that is just the best cutscene in the game.
0: I mean, mine's, mine's still oh, yeah. definitely not Nancy-chan, just it's, the 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 video, or like the visual is so fucking ridiculous, I love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I, for for me, I did like Majima's one, you have the Dojima, the Dojima clan one as well, and then of course Man Baby.
1: Man Baby one's so good. Oh yeah. I had to use that one when I got it, my girlfriend was again just staring at the screen like, what are you playing?
0: Oh, I will say though, like not my favorite, but Mister Poundmates, like is like it's always a great one. Like the first one is still fantastic. Um,
1: yeah, um, Gary Buster Holmes. Hell yeah! Yeah, he's a legacy character too.
2: Yeah.
1: And you guys are like so really making like me want to play the, these.
2: The like the stereotypical yeah, I'm 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 the gaijin stereotype. Oh, that's another thing. So like that's the stereotypes are so hella heavy in this one. Well, your own way. Yes, it's just... Yeah,
1: your own Thank way. Thank you for calling poundmates. His voice just sounds so, like, put on and extra. Like, it almost <laughs> sounds like they, like, deepened the... Like, put the bass all the way down on his voice.
0: Would you say that it's worse so, like, than Tom was- and Shinmu?
1: No, like, it's, it's bad, but, like, you get the feeling they went for that intentionally. Whereas, like, Tom and... Shenmu was, um, they literally had never met a black man in their life and <laughs> decided that that's what they were like. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Tom is, a. Mm. Our second question is, who is your favorite character and why is it Onomichio?
2: So, in general?
1: I'm assuming just in general. I'm going to say Onomichio can't count because they're, they're not original to the game.
2: Okay. Original to the game, then. Okay. Yeah. Um... Uh da, 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 da. let's see here. I did like S- S- song here. I really oh, I liked did. her. Uh, I I did like Eddie and I I I really liked a lot of the female characters, but that's just just me talking. The prize. <laughs> 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 if I had to pick a a male character that was original, I did like Arakawa. He was mm-hmm. written really really well.
0: Uh would say either Mitsuhide from like a love point of view and as far as like a general character i thought adachi was really well done i thought he was a great yeah. parallel to um to kasuga you know he's another character yeah. who like was punished for doing the right thing and then like by the end of it was able to kind of complete that arc
1: hmm. I, I like how like his story was important for like the first three hours and then like the last five minutes <laughs> like <laughs> ten five five to 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> I'd say for me, like, I'm just going to keep it simple to the party members. I really like Zhao because I really liked him and Casca's interaction in the drink links where, like, both of them forgot they were heterosexual during their talks. <laughs> it seemed like. Oh, yeah. like it they just, just, like, constantly trying to hit on each other. Like, it was like, a, like just like a competition of who could, like, out-peacock the other against each other. It's like, are you, like, just, just fuck already. Like, I don't know. Is this where this is heading? I was convinced that there was going to be the, some the, kind of hookup at the, the end. <laughs> they're, they're playing the gay game and trying to see who, <laughs> who would lose it really was like they just like they're both like ah, i didn't think i was that i didn't think you were that handsome and it's like just i can cut the tension here there's so much
0: i mean it was like the embodiment <laughs> of the no homo unless
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it really was aside from him i really liked eddie because her and her grandma and omelet were such a weird side thing because th- she's not in any other cutscenes except for those and yeah. she's just around to like think Akasuga's like amazing, but then at the same time she's, I wouldn't say she's tsundere, but like she has like a really weird personality with him and his her grandma is like about to jump his bones. Oh the my whole god! Time. <laughs> like yeah, that, that like the that song was, that was another thing. Her. Like that song is about her about the grandma. Like <laughs> oh my god,
2: that, that's another thing that I really liked Eddie and the fact that she isn't an. Any other cutscenes except probably the side story one of of uh, the of the last one mm-hmm. and and her her the business management one she isn't in any cutscenes but I dragged her along to any anything that I had I just imagine just her just being like can I go home now please I just see her in well, the in why like am the, I here
1: she's like standing on the side because I told her to move out of the way like we have to do things she's like <laughs> okay I'll be right here just smiling yeah. I'm so happy I got her as early as I did because I knew a lot of people like yeah I haven't finished it yet and I don't use her I'm like finish finish business do all the business right now and then use her because like once you lose um uh buff for a while you just down to like Adachi sachan and Kasuka. I'm like you want that fourth party member you want yeah just have- having
2: having her just really helps also
0: if you get her that early like she's way even if she's a lower level like her her skills are way overpowered for like that like that mm-hmm. first chance you can to get her yeah.
1: So, like, yeah, she was great for that. I just hope, I don't, I'm not the type that likes, you know, remakes or re- or anything like that of a game, but, like, if they went back and kind of, like, Kiwami this or something and, like, put her into the cutscenes, because I'd like to see her more in it, or even in a sequel if they make her a main character again yeah. or something, because, like, I feel like she was popular enough to, like, stay in it. I know it's, she's based on a real person, but... It'd be nice if she came back and was in cutscenes. That's the only thing I don't like about her being an optional character.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see because, I mean, f- the the PS5 version is supposedly probably going to be like the ultimate one because apparently the save data is not going to carry over, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of mad about. So they might do like a, a director's cut, but it's supposed to be
1: called International Edition. So, like, if they did work her in everything, I would probably rebuy it just so I could see her like in more stuff
2: yeah but i'm probably going to get it regardless and Mm -hmm. probably just go through it again but uh just to see what was different but we'll we'll, we'll see
1: let's see our next question our last one from work at least in this set what is your favorite twerk what is (laughs) twerk what is your favorite trait or quirk about kasuga I think it's really just like the whole battle systems in his head. That's my favorite thing about him is like all the weird, all the weird sujimon and stuff that you fight. It's only he can see it. So that, that's
2: another thing to like, like you get what you were saying earlier, kill, like how they just transitioned it within eight months. And Mm -hmm. originally you can see the cuts of what it was supposed to be like a regular Yakuza game. Mm Hmm to what it was now because they have the same like fighting like oh i'm gonna punch you and then we're gonna go into the battle of regular yakuza and things like that yeah it's it's very interesting that he sees it all in his head and i like that i also like the fact that he has he sees the good pretty much and everything mm-hmm. and i really like that about him
1: because i feel like like uh, Kase- uh you probably like he he's just too serious the whole time yeah
2: that's another thing like i love i love kitty Kido. q's my one of my favorite characters of all time and in, in video game space and the fact that a lot of a lot of things was just like if he if he does comedic effect he does it like deadpan just like hmm. what which no, is
1: me? which is fine but like i like that just costa is a big goofball and it just everyone's fine with it they're all just like yeah this is He's fucking weird, but we don't have shit to do, so it's fine. There's like, especially with like, since they weren't supposed to have party members following you around. So you have like these three grown ass adults with you following around this guy in like an old style suit everywhere in the city. And just no one questions him.
0: And then the fact that, like, they never, like, or they kind of come out and say it a couple of times, but, like, I like the fact that, like, it's pretty obvious that he's been in prison for 20 years and, like, society has, hmm. you know, advanced. Like, we have cell phone, like, different kinds of cell phones, the internet. Like, he is that the old fact, guy that just never moved on with it.
1: I do like that one of, like, the, like, small story beats was he helps a guy and he's like, can you teach me how to use a smartphone? Like, that was just a thing. They actually do reference the fact he does not know how to use his phone and the guy's like yeah just beat these guys up and I'll teach you how to use a smartphone." sure <laughs> I was going to give you money but like he just really just wants the help with that I, I, I love Nick oh, by the yeah. way oh Nick's great <laughs> what was it like um, when you're waiting in the one uh, the one club to go do the stuff in chapter 12 he just calls to tell you about how he saw um, Kamurope and he was just really excited to find a mascot <laughs> yeah. character so you get the He's feeling like, oh <laughs> you like get that feeling that nick calls kasuga all the time just to tell him about dumb shit that he sees and we and we just don't get that <laughs> it's just really funny just if he just interrupted things that they're doing to call you be like guess what i saw and it's just like mcdonald's <laughs> like, okay, you saw mcdonald's nick they have those everywhere he's like but they have a golden m it's isn't that amazing <laughs> or just
2: like if he goes to like shibuya
1: i saw the Hachiko statue <laughs> I hope he comes back in the next game. Like, I hope he's just, like, I'm, around.
2: I would love to see, see him back again.
1: <laughs> I almost forgot about him, but he was such a fun character to show up, like, just randomly do stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, it
0: felt so on-brand when he showed up at the, uh... What was it? it? was at the, um... The polls, like, the poll counting. He, like, shows up, asks the question, they show the video or whatever it is, and then, like, he just pieces the fuck out after he's caused, like, pandemonium. <laughs> like oh by the way you a bitch later
1: he's so much sass it's great let's see uh we got two questions from crewmate what was your favorite minigame and or or side mission I liked the remram one with the um the alarm cocks the the movie one I didn't play most of the side it just I thought that one was hilarious because it's just trying to keep a 40 year old man awake at the movies which is very real
0: (laughs) My favorite's got to be the business. Like it was so fucking addicting. Like I, I didn't plan to spend like three to five hours. Like you know, up until two a.m. after getting introduced to it to beat it.
1: I sat there yeah. on one whole Saturday. Like it was from like nine until like five. I did like basically a business during business hours and just finished <laughs> that mini game. And I'm like, hey, it's done. And now I have an overpowered, um, uh, you know what do you call it like office supplies ninja
0: oh and then I had like Kasuga's fucking uh, skill that I couldn't use for hours because I didn't have him leveled up enough
1: yeah I had to go do that too I had to go grind to get that one how about you Ken, Ken?
2: Oh. so this was probably one of my favorite <laughs> ones
1: oh see Which... in English it's not as funny in Japanese it's fucking hilarious because you have because yes. like, <laughs> like you have Johnny Young Bosch pretending to not speak English well after he was speaking to you in perfect English yeah. Can you tell me the way to the station? <laughs> Go straighto and turn to right. Go your way. Believe in yourself. Go your way. It's
2: <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite introductions to, to that whole side, <laughs>
1: side quest. Did, did you meet Dooku when you came to visit me?
2: No, no, I don't think I did. Because
1: that's just Dooku. He would be that guy. <laughs> Like, my Japanese friend Dooku, he would be that guy that a random, like, foreigner would come up and be like, hey, can you tell me how to go?" straight so And be like, um, go straighto. And he would just do that whole thing and be like, believe in yourself. And, like, finger gun. Like, and then walk away. That's him. <laughs> That's the type of person he is. Now he has a kid. That's scary.
2: <laughs> so, I, one of my favorite ones, let's see, the the other mini games Uh, i did like the the business management it's probably one of my favorite ones i got sucked into besides the the hostess club management games
1: i've heard that one's really good are those really good it's
2: really good i i i loved it i sucked so many hours into it but not as much hours as i did with with the, the management game. And they have like a semi management game in Zero as well, but it's not as fleshed out like this. I loved what they did with, with the management game in this one.
1: As far as I forgot about side missions, probably one of my favorite ones was still the Man Babies one because I just didn't expect it. Yeah. Like there were some other ones I think I, I enjoyed them like a bit more, but like the one that's sticking out is the Man Babies one because I was just like, that was another one of those things that tipped me off. I'm like, oh, this is going to get weird. Also the Sujimon one just meaning professor Sujimon. Yeah. And, and like I'm like this is just Pokemon and he's like pick one of these color coded men to be your starter fighter. And I'm like okay.
2: I guess like for for me if if we're going to get into to the sub story, the last the last one, the, the last romance one is absolutely hilarious. Like if you guys try to get that I know it's a bitch because you're going to have to fill out all your charts. to get get every girl Mm. but if you are able to do it it the payoff was really funny in my opinion
1: i'll have to try it because like i haven't gotten it yet because just so much grinding of just for personality traits
2: yeah uh, like for for me i really like uh sumire who is the your armoress in the in the game and her her thing was like oh yeah we're all gonna meet kaska at this one specific location and then when they find out that you've been like seeing everyone and the blue sun here <laughs> she goes oh yeah you know i had this crossbow made for you but i guess i can try it on you first kind of thing mm-hmm.
1: i'm gonna have to go do it then Same.
2: yeah it's it's one of the funniest things i ever saw like oh yeah so this is what they were trying to do with the 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 romance options for persona 5 but they did it so much better with this one
1: and one more question from crewmate the biggest surprise, not spoiled by trailers, etc. Since I already knew what kind of game I was getting into, I kinda of like knew like it wasn't like Ken who I'm sure yours was knowing it was a, it's a RPG. RPG. <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest surprise.
2: Like I said, I didn't know until two two days before the game came out that it was supposed to be a fucking RPG.
1: For me it was just like how mo- like weirder and weirder the battle system got, like you started out and it's just like all the weirds, like you were normal enemies. Then they became Sujiman. I'm like, okay. And just like those got really weird. Like one was called Captain Cruncher and it's just like this giant like Aquaman, like King Triton looking guy. <laughs> and then you get the Poundmates and you're like, okay, this is really weird because like one of them is literally a scene from a Korean film. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then like the weirdest one, like I guess it's not, I guess Poundmates in general are weirder, but... One of the things you unlock is a gigantic orbital laser that you use to, like, kill everyone. And that's what you get for beating business. And it uses 200 MP for one strike. And when you get it, like, if you were like me, I got it in Chapter 5. So I was, like, chapters off from being able to use it. So once I finally did, and it's just, like, it's literally just a gigantic satellite in orbit with Kasuga's name on it. And it just (laughs) fires a laser. And this is still normal
2: yep for, for for me obviously it's the rpg stuff I just <laughs> obviously i'm just still surprised
1: RPGs. you never got because i was for sure that i was like on the main podcast i was like i'm gonna get this because it's an rpg this time i'm like i'm pretty sure i said those exact phrases so you must have just tuned out
2: i, I probably must have because i'm just like ah, i'm gonna get this because i know what what I'm going to expect with a Yakuza game because I bought every single one to, of them up until that point and I'm like, oh, I might as well continue the story and it's a nice refresh here and then, like I said when I found that it was an RPG game I, I was literally stopped in my tracks just like, huh?
0: <laughs> my biggest surprise was like how uh, I guess like how tonally different it was from like the little bit I have played of the past ones like, it still felt like, you know, serious narrative, but again, like, kind of going back to Kasuga being just, like, a giant goofball, I mean, like, it was, it's, it was, like, that's such a hard turn from, you know, tough guy Kiryu.
1: I felt like they were a bit more open to going more wacky, like, in, like just, like, from the get-go almost, compared to the other God. ones, because everyone, like, expected weird things to happen to a normal stoic man, like, a normal stoic guy like yeah. Kiryu, but it was, like, immediately when you meet Kasuga, he's just, like, he has this shitty, like, like, shitty haircut initially, too, like, in, the, like, uh, 2000. And then he's just weird the whole time. Like, it just... you They were able to do that without, like, compromising what came before.
2: Yeah, I, like, going on that, I just like the fact of... I mean, you had some weirder moments in Japan, being Japan moments in the other games, but they... Crank that to eleven with this specific game.
1: I'm just hoping it doesn't go like because it reminds me of like Saints Row two to Saints Row yeah. the third. But I'm really hoping they don't go like Saints Row the, like the fourth one. The fourth for <laughs> like the next Yakuza game. Like just keep it at Saints Row the third level. Don't go too much. Don't I go th- too. I weird. think
2: I, I I wouldn't expect them to, but I would expect them to keep the
1: same way so mm-hmm. to speak. I hope it stays like this for sure. Like this, if the next yeah. one's like this, I'll be happy. I just want oh, yeah. to fix the minor nitpicks of like the battle system and stuff where it's like, I can forgive you because you did this all at the, at like last minute, but the next one should be more polished. All right, let's see. Well, now we have two questions from Bari favorite boss fight and favorite song. Uh, for me, um, I liked fighting the heavy machinery, just fighting. Oh yeah. a, a crane, like a wrecking yeah. ball. crane. <laughs> and then like um at least for song the um the sub story battle theme that sounds like a dragon quest theme song which they almost only use like three times yeah I think my those favorite, are my favorites
0: my favorite boss battle is probably the the majima um taiga uh, taiga boss fight i thought that was pretty good I like i liked the i liked the flow of it pretty well i thought they you know they introduced the second the second enemy at the like the right time um as far as theme like songs go man that fucking sotenbori battle theme like when it first kicked on like oh, oh yeah. my
1: god yeah. that's from actually kiwami too really from, okay i forgot yeah. what it was there but like yeah that's uh that's the songs from there they just brought it back as the battle theme for that area yeah
0: like i think i did a double take so I like have... irl when that when that popped on for the first time
1: Yeah, i was happy they used just... persona 5 music for that i you know. know just yeah, yeah. Some, uh, so some did... heavier to so come up with it so quickly persona after music
2: yeah i mean they probably just asked the the composer for persona 5 to come you know help them out there because they were really stressing on songs there
1: yeah they just they didn't know what, like what genre do we want and they're like persona 5 we're like oh that's a good genre i appreciate yeah. that one
2: exactly exactly uh so for my favorite boss fights i liked fighting the tiger and then the bear oh, i forgot about and, the tiger and, and the bear Anytime you dealt with the the zoo, the carnival people, and of course the last one, uh, finding Clara, the, which finding is the, the fucking monkey,
1: monkey in a crane in, in the crane.
2: <laughs> so like, <laughs> and I I posted that that picture of just you know what happens after you beat Clara, and just the monkey just deadpan, just me. I'm like, yeah, that's that's totally just me. Don't right they have there.
1: like? Isn't there like? It's like him near the burning. Crane, the three of them stand there, and it's just like all Zell that ends well, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's just really funny. And then I, I would agree with you, Tofu. I really like the S- Sotenburi theme.
1: There really weren't they, any they battle themes there. I didn't like. Like, I even really liked the heavy machinery one because, like, they actually had, like, machinery as, like, an instrument in it. Yeah. Oh, one.
2: And then, uh, jump. Jo- jo- Jong-ji's original theme battle theme that mm. you get for his boss one that 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 slaps I, I i really like that one
0: I do have to say just like as a um honorable mention man the the battle theme for the majima fight is fantastic holy oh, shit yeah. oh yeah
1: that's so they have a re like a different version of that in every game that's the seventh version of uh the turn you won yeah, but they all are like they're supposed to like match majima's mood at that time. Or, like, during that game. Oh, nice. I didn't know that, because it was called, like, version 7, or, like, turn you, yeah, like, something 7.
2: Receive you, receive you, and turn you, receive you. So, receive and turn you. So, receive is uh, Kiryu's theme. Mm. And then turn you is Majima's.
1: I'd say my least favorite boss fight, though, was Kasuga. uh, Not Kasuga, um, Kiryu. They should not have had the same they shouldn't both be k names because confuse me um i didn't like kiryu's battle because it was too gimmicky it was bring two two female characters in because he won't hit women which they i'm happy they implemented that into the battle but i'm like Mm. but then like jungi han and kiryu kept getting their ass clapped so i was getting (laughs) really annoyed of that and like really you just have to like just keep poisoning and freezing him like so it's just a fucking gimmick fight barring me from the rest of the story and those are the hardest fights like I didn't find the final boss yeah. to be like like not not um Masato but like Tendo was not nearly as hard as those two
2: I I I thought that Tendo was hard
1: I just thought he was just a tanky I, I kept um I had a Dachi and Kiryu or in, god damn it I keep doing this I had a Dachi and Kasuga with their like move that if they got knocked out they'd come back and yeah. they never once got knocked out and then just yeah. had uh Joongihan, and, um, and, um, Sachan just take him out, like, just keep poisoning and freezing him. It yeah. was just like, it took a while and it was like, okay, well I didn't die at least. I didn't have to redo this whole dungeon. Like some jackass. Yeah. <laughs> i to redo the whole dungeon. He also beat Tendo or he beat, I think Masato and the game glitched and, cl- and crashed. Oh my and he God. <laughs> he did it happily. He's just like, he got to the end of it. He's like, this is how good the game is the game crashed after I beat the final boss and I went back and redid it anyway.
2: Yeah. So obviously the, the, the four walls of this game were, were very, was very difficult. And I, I just didn't really like personally, which was Majima's the first wall. I would assume Majima Hmm. and Taiga's one, then Kiryu and then Taiga. Taiga is probably another wall there.
1: What's the last one? Cause like I was smooth sailing until chapter 12 cause I also intentionally underlevel myself in RPGs just to have like a little yeah. bit more of a like challenge cause I went through, remember going through Final Fantasy X HD remaster and just like grinded a bunch in between classes while I was working on my um um my thesis projects so like when I got yeah. to the final like through the game I just like you know steamrolled the whole like all the bosses so like after that I'm just like I started like intentionally not grinding ever in games, especially like in Pokemon I don't grind. And like I got to a mm-hmm. point I'm like I have to grind, this is fun. Well,
0: that's the thing is like uh, grinding is I great, guess... like if you choose to do it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't no. think I anyone that would also hard really I just really think it's those three instances. Three, yeah. And really Tendo what? isn't that bad as long as you don't hit him when he's up to counter. Without, yeah, and he had I kept. everyone. Okay, I was say everyone keeps trying to hit him. when... you get like all these characters are like they're like they're going into a counter stance, and I've watched people just go and attack him. Like it just said they're getting ready to counter you. Why did you go and hit him? Yeah, the problem I had with
0: uh, battles like uh, Tendo's, and I had, I had the same issue with uh, Kiryu too. Is um, I would get into the end of the battle, and then like he would, in both cases, they would get three attacks in a row. Out of nowhere, where that's never been a thing, and then they would just focus all three of them on uh Kasuga, and it's just like you know, game over at that point,
2: yeah. Like for me, the only time I got game over was Tendo mine out of the entire game. That was the only time I got game over. I
1: died to Majima and I died to Kiryu, but I think you also didn't die to Majima because you were kind of warned about it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to because they're like, here's the arena. It's optional. I'm like, okay, that's cute. And then I had to go back and doing it. And then I warned everyone playing the game after that point. I'm like, you'll find an arena. Do all of it, please.
2: Yeah,
1: it's good to do it.
2: Well, even so, before like before you even gave your warning, you told me, like, at least be at this particular level yeah. before you even go on the trip. And I was like, okay. And then as soon as I saw the tower, I was like, I might as well just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And if I'm over leveled, so be it. Because you told me there was a wall. And even so, it didn't really fucking help. Majimo was still fucking hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I brought in
1: two rocket launchers and then helped me kill him. I found a place that sold so. rocket launchers, and I shot both of them at his ass and killed him.
2: Yeah. So that 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 was one thing. Even if I was like, I think I was fifty four or something, like that, I was still like a couple, uh, at least a good couple levels above Majima and Taiga. That still is a fairly difficult boss battle, especially mm. if you don't know what you're doing. it's, it is something.
1: I was mad that they put that kind of wall in there for people because, like, up until that point, it's pretty as long as you do the side stuff. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I needed to grind. Cause like running around doing all the side mi- missions and stuff, I fought a bunch of stuff anyway. Hmm. So unless you're skipping all the sub stories, like you would do enough grinding in between.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, for, for, for me, that, that I, I, I guess it would be only three, three particular walls there. But overall, I mean, I had a, cause I, how I approached the game was I got so powerful that I just R2'd everyone. Mm-hmm. Unless I necessarily needed to laser them. I would just go through the first round just attacking regularly. And if they can't get attacked or killed within one turn, then I lasered everyone. And that's how I handled the entire mm-hmm. game for the most part until until later on, mm-hmm. until end game.
1: Let's see. We have one more question from Bari. What are the best jobs for each character? What was my party once I got all the members? Um... Everyone except for Sachan was was their default class. I switched them a little bit, but put them back. If you make if you make Kasuga a breaker, I'm gonna unfollow. I'm gonna like ban you from anything. Um, But I made Sachan an idol, so she was my dedicated healer, and then I just rotated everyone out all the time.
2: Yeah, for 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 me, idol is so
1: broken. It is broken as
2: your mass healer. It was so broken, and it really helped me out near the near the tail end of the game. Even as I'm preparing for the, the final Millennium Tower, I'm like, I'm 84 right now, mm-hmm. so once, once I kind of get to, a, I think, 88, I think I will feel comfortable at least doing the first floor and kind of mm-hmm. just see what happens from there. Yeah. So, I mean, I had Satana's Idol. I had everyone else except... Namba as their default class. Namba was specifically Enforcer.
0: You had Namba as Enforcer?
2: And Yeah. Interesting.
1: He's just so MP heavy. Or not not you...
2: Enforcer. Bodyguard. Bodyguard, sorry.
1: He's just so MP heavy, I thought you would have kept him as like a like a magic user. Oh no, I,
2: I I felt like well, it was just being me being lazy because when I was grinding, he would just so happen to be enforcer and then he that was the highest level right bo right uh, before gotcha. his um his homeless class and I'm just like you know what, I like having the sword because at the time I had the fire sword and that did a lot of damage mm-hmm. at the time. So I just kept him as as import- or bodyguard. And I never really changed it after that.
1: How about you Toph?
0: I so what was it? I had um it was a question, just to make sure I got it right.
1: Uh, what was the be- What were the best classes for each character, and what was your party?
0: Mm, so I'd say the best, in my in my my gameplay opinion, like I thought uh, keeping Kasuga as a hero was his best. His best as long as you kind of moved mm. him around to get like certain skills from others. Um, so yeah, so I thought Adachi or uh, Kasuga made uh, was best as a hero as long as you grabbed um, skills from other classes. Adachi. I kept as bodyguards. So I thought he made like the bodyguard for me came across like a black mage uh, like self-harm for damage things like that um, and his HP pool was high enough I thought that you could use that pretty well I had I switched airy back and forth from the uh, secretary and the um, Oh, was it? it was the, it was the DLC the DLC job um, matriarch yeah the matriarch I thought she made a good matriarch but eventually I moved her back to um, secretary so I can get the thumbtack attack back.
1: It's so good. It's yeah.
0: per- like it's like you can't not use it, and the fact that it doesn't carry over like that's the only reason I went back because like everything that you get. I
1: wish that was her. I wish that was her personal move.
0: Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Um, Sachan, I had as the idol. Um. Yungi Han I left as assassin and Zhao I left as whatever his was called I didn't I didn't use many of them like I used um like I said I jumped Kasuga around a couple times to get certain certain just to get up to certain skills and then Nanba I kept as homeless I did keep I did put him as a musician for a while because I thought like having him as, as like a red mage was pretty okay but um, yeah. other than that, the only I think the only person I changed out was like Adachi was uh, Enforcer for a little while just to get some of the some of the uh, the skills. But once I got him on bodyguard, like I was like this is perfect, and I never moved him.
1: Let's see. All right, we have a couple more. We have well, we're about halfway through some of the questions we've already answered. Um, Chris Naga asks, "Would you try to perform the move uncomfortably numb in real life?"
0: Who's to yeah. say I haven't?
1: True.
2: Yes, and I would enjoy it. There we go.
1: I'm not into pain that way, so no for me. You that's sure, maps? That's, that's a yikes.
0: I've seen your streams, man. Men,
1: mental pain and physical pain are very really <laughs> different things. It's a yikes from me, dog. Then he also asked, who is your favorite pound mate and why? Because he didn't read any of the questions beforehand. So good job, Chris Naga. No, already answered that. I'm not
0: answering that again.
1: And then yeah. next question, Bari asked, what was the hardest boss fight you encountered and what made you go and grind? Uh, we we literally just answered that. <laughs> and I think we answered our favorite party member already. I mean, I liked Aerie. I like Adachi. She overpowered.
2: Uh, for, for me, favorite party member would be Sachon. I really of like Sachon. Of course it
1: was. Do you like her Seiyu too or something? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. Ken's a massive fucking weeb.
0: Wait, what does it um, say about me that you guys both chose the female members and I picked like the old crusty dude?
1: Because you're the old crusty dude. There we go. Let's see, um, Black Shotgun asked, "Please talk about Chimkin." Now, Omelet was a very good character. His, <laughs> uh, I wish I used their pound mate more, but since they're just a healing one, I don't have a lot of use for them. But I thought they yeah. were one of the best things about Aerie's story because everyone talked to them as if they were just a person, and like, I think even Kasuga like talks to the chicken as if it's a person there and stops refer like doesn't really freak out about this chicken is basically in charge of an entire store. Like yeah. I had the chicken in in charge of Ichiban Confections the entire time. Once I maxed up her level, she was in charge of everything.
0: Oh, and then even thinking about like taking omelet to the uh, the board meetings and just like you know if you're thinking about attacking mm. and defending, you're like <laughs> you're just like sicking a chicken on these
1: board members. And no one questions it. Like, yeah, you have a yeah. guy who's like the number one business in Yokohama, and he never questions the fact that he's like you have a chicken on your board. He never questions that. like
2: <laughs> so. Why don't you make you make the ultimate board member team of Clara the monkey uh, the Sojiko the the giant cleaning robot giant <laughs> yes yeah the giant roomba <laughs> omelet <laughs> and then I don't know some random old uh, And grandma. grandma
1: grandma's great because grandma's just like Pretty soaking wet over there
2: <laughs> Also
3: to I do elders. like the
2: fact I also like the fact that anyone that has an English voice actor ha- used their English voices in the attacks while everyone else was just speaking Japanese. <laughs>
1: yes. Like, whenever you um fought people, all the enemies were always speaking Japanese, which I kind of liked that. It was, like, one part of my cool, like, it still feels like we're in Japan, stuff like that, without, you know, it breaking too much of the uh, immersion. But on the other hand, I'm like, they were just lazy and didn't want to record battle lines for everyone else in English i always thought it like, was there's fun, some like... people that you would go ahead sorry so there's some people you'll fight them and in like their sub story they're speaking english and then you get to the sub story like the fight for it and they're all speaking japanese again
0: i thought it lined up like i, tr- I tried to like mentally make it make sense but like saying it lined up with casuke is weird like every fight is an rpg thing mm. Hmm. like it's just some weird like mental like like misalignment somewhere
1: yeah that that's about as much as the chickens in the game but the chicken is a reference to a previous game's chicken so i actually have a shirt of um nugget girlfriend bought me that one she's like i got you a chicken shirt for christmas i'm like thanks nice she thought it was the one from yakuza <laughs> like a dragon it's it's nugget from zero but i'm like it's I, I appreciate the thought it's this it's in the same vibe um let's see Wark now asks which character would you marry
0: what was the armorist's yes. name
1: again um, Sumire.
2: No, uh, uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll do for both. I'll do for both 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 sexes. Mm. Uh, Sumire, Ooh. Sumire for me. I really like Sumire. And then if it, if I had to pick a male character, Zhao, I really like Zhao, because I would think we would vibe
1: very well. You would be you would be that gay couple that says no homo every time you do something. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like I was thinking too. I'm like, what would be the guy? And it would definitely be Zhao for the guy. And um, Aerie for female character. Yeah, just, I'm just because girlfriend Artie is very similar to like the kind of weird quirkiness of Aerie anyway. I'm like, oh, I can kind of, this just works for me. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm just going to hit the triple crown and say Zhao to you. Easy. Like Jungi Han like, is like the easy choice, but Zhao is the best choice.
1: See, like Jungi Han, I'm like, there's still more of a chance of him killing me. I still feel like he would do that <laughs> without any like remorse. Whereas Zhao would at least cook for me before he killed me. He'd be like this food's fine. I'm still going to shoot you afterwards, but at least thought you should, you know, have something nice. He knows how to cook some... too. So why would yeah, you not? Yeah.
2: So I mean if if it wasn't that, then I it also really helps that all the other female characters besides Shotchan that you romance are actual real people. They the, the models are based off of mm-hmm. real people and was voiced by them too. So hey, you get a chance with Eddie. <laughs>
1: Um uh works last question is what was your favorite outfit? I really liked giving um the warrior armor to Kasuga because it mentally made sense for me to think for him to think that he was wearing that. And I think even during the um Kiryu fight it would switch to that mentally cuz I already had it on. So in the cutscene yeah. he like put on the armor and had the sword and shield fighting the dragon. So like it already made sense to me to wear it all the time. Which yeah. was great in Premium Adventure cuz then you just wear these costumes. So I have <laughs> I have Eddie running around in the Night Queen outfit <laughs> everywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. For you two? For for me, I really did like the true hero one because, of course, for Kaska's, in his mind, his true hero is is Arakawa. Mm. I really like that little like hint there and him having the fedora does kind of help.
0: That's me. really nice. Is that like... how do you- how do you get that one? I don't know. I don't know if I have that.
1: I have that one. I don't remember how you get it. I think
2: I you- thought I thought if you just beat the game, I thought. Oh, yeah,
1: uh, maybe
0: so I just long. haven't gone back and looked at them then. Mm. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just exactly like it. And then I do like that Junji's um alternate costume. It's just his costume from Six. So I just had <laughs> 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 to run around with that.
1: Is it the one with the shirt open? Yeah. Yeah, that's one I have him in right now because I'm just like, well, I guess I'll put this in. <laughs>
2: Then for for Sat I, I really liked her, her Haruka one because it's it it and it matches her as an idol because in the the other games Haruka becomes uh, an idol. So
0: I thought honestly, like I feel like it's pretty vanilla, but like I really liked uh, Adachi's uh, bodyguard outfit with the Are
1: sunglasses. You- I thought you were about to say Adachi's (laughs) default costume with his jacket. Well,
0: no, that too, but, like, something about the, uh, like, if we're thinking about, like, how characters view themselves, I like to think that that's how he views himself, but, like, Adachi's military jacket is, like, top tier. I want that. Mm. I would pay too much money for that jacket.
1: (laughs) Be careful. Remember, Capcom, at one point, made Leon's jacket, and it was, like, $1,000, so don't... Yeah, but that one's
0: not nearly as cool.
1: I mean, it was a really nice leather jacket, though. It looked fucking warm. I do like in that game, though, when they made, um, like, when they ported RE4 and they made separate ways, they had to include a cutscene to show where the jacket went because everyone was really upset about it. <laughs> like, well, where's his jacket? <laughs> so they actually have, like, an optional scene that you can see one of the Ganados wearing his jacket and everyone around him staring and looking at it. And he's, like, looking all smug because everyone's like, where did his coat go? All right. We have two more questions that are basically the same question. Chirikyu asks, what would you like to see return in a possible Yakuza 8 game that follows up on Kazuka's story? And then Bari follows that up with, what things would you want to change, remove, or see expand in a sequel? <laughs> would you like the same question?
2: Which, Well, first, it will follow up on Kazuka's yeah. story for 8. They already confirmed that it is going to be Kazuka's story from here on, mm-hmm. and unless it bombs, the next one bombs or whatever. But as of right now, it 8... Or whatever they're gonna call it, is gonna be featuring from Kasuka from here
1: on. Mm. I would like to see the battle system improved a bit better. Um, I'd like to see the jobs have a purpose. Like I, d- I wish there was more to do with just the jobs. Like I just, I didn't ever see really a reason to switch them off because it just seemed really awkward to switch them from something that fit the character to something goofy. Like I wish, like each of them had like a different costume for it. Like they all the men have the same chef outfit, whereas like I would expect Zhao to have a different looking chef outfit compared to Kasuga or something. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I'd like all the bullshit things like Dragon Card to never come back. i agree on I that. Hate Dragon Cart.
2: I I would agree as well, but the thing is that particular character Fujisawa, is ha, ha, is a legacy character, and even though we don't agree with his bullshit minigame, there is going to be something like that eventually in the game. If, they could, if not, just at least just streamline it. If they could at least or don't make it part fix of the... it, that actually
1: yeah. works, and not not like block a bunch of stuff and being able to like be seen. Like there was too many sub stories associated with Dragon Cart.
2: Yeah. I've, there's, like, six or seven, I think. I think, like,
1: almost it's eight.
0: That's, like, if it's eight, that's, like, six too many. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, one or two of them, like, so I started, I'm like, okay, there's probably be two things, and it just kept going. I'm like, these are the only ones I can do outside of romancing right now, and I'm tired of seeing them.
2: So, for, for me, uh, obviously, I would like to see the world just a little bit more expanded on. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more of Yokohama and just kind of in- integrate with that. How the story is going, though... I would have them probably have it take place in Osaka in Sotenbori because of just how the remnants of the Omiya Alliance is still there. And they kind of hinted that, hey, if you want to, please come down and kind of mm-hmm. help us with this. It seems like it's going that way. So I would like to see a new area. Go to Kyoto. I would yeah, like to that'd see Kyoto. Yeah, that would be cool,
1: too. Or Kobe. Just... Or Kobe, yeah. Oh, they should do Nari, just like, just as a side thing so we can see them interact with the deer.
2: yeah. As for characters, I would like to have all the main characters on there. I think Eri would probably be the more difficult one if they decide to move places to bring over Eri mm-hmm. would probably be the most difficult one, but they could probably bring everyone from 7 into into 8 and maybe add another character or two. I would like that as well. I would like uh, the job systems of oh, God. Oh, sorry,
1: I say I would really like to see the Kume story followed up in fin- in yeah. What the fuck is going on with that? Yeah.
0: I mean, surely, like that, like the way that that came into and ended, like within seven, like the, there's no way that they can't revisit that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, here, here's another thing that I I wanted to bring up as well. We we talked about this on the main podcast where how if they wanted to do the original fighting, in the beat em up kind of style, they could use that for Judgment. Mm-hmm. I could see eight going to another place and have the Kume stuff be followed up in Judgment.
0: That could be Possibly, interesting, yeah. If
2: they decide to do a sequel for that, because Judgment's whole story is mostly in Kamurocho. Yeah,
1: because you don't know where he flees off to. And, like, I guess it would fit more to where, like, the detective is trying to track down this guy that you know killed a public official and then he was also in the political spotlight and disappeared that seems like something of him trying to track down someone like that
2: yeah so they they could however they do it whichever the way they do it you have two different paths that you could do it in as well
1: mm-hmm. what about for you tofu
0: i think the things i'd like to see is just kind of like what i mentioned earlier about the battle system like um in terms of like the jobs just like i want more uh I want more strategy. Like, I want the jobs to, like, mean more outside of, like, mm. you know, each character's, like, starting class. Because um, otherwise it just felt like you were kind of visiting and then, like, you for the most part you just kind of come back to their original class. Um, yeah. That, get rid of crappy minigames like uh, Dragon Cart. Um, I'd like to... S- or just revamp it. Yeah, like, just rework it a little bit. I um, think something i'd like to see for story is like i'd like them to f- make sure that they can keep it um intimate in a way because i felt like one thing that was nice about this narrative um it made me think of uh, i'm blanking on his name but the director that did um rogue one um the first godzilla re, re- like reboot where like in those movies like you have this uh, this huge thing that's happening but then like your characters that you're focusing on like it's kind of happening around them while they have their own narrative within it and I feel like this kinda of had that same thing going on because you had all the the stuff going on with the Omi Alliance and the dis- dissolution of that. But then realistically, like really like um Kasaka was like super focused on like the familial issues, like what was going on with the the young master with Arakawa. And like those things were all touched, like they were intertwined, but that was still like the main focus while these larger narratives were going on. And like I would just like to see that continue rather than just, you know, eight turns into now Casaga is trying to figure out like how to deal with the uh the fallout of the Omi Alliance dissolution. Cause that feels so mm-hmm. possibly separated from him since he had been in prison for so long while that grew into a thing.
2: Mm. Mm. Oh. And the director you're thinking of is Gareth. Edwards. Thank
0: you. Yeah. No, that dude's fantastic. Give him every job.
2: An- another thing I kinda want to see returned is but this is a personal like for me i did like the 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 hostess clubs mostly because you got to see a, a different side of of kitty when you did the hostess clubs were for, for all the other games i would kind of like to see his goofy ass trying to talk to other women more so <laughs> That that was one thing that i really did miss that while it did feature hostess clubs and seven it wasn't the same as just literally by by shit to have them be more happy towards you
1: yeah that seems yeah. to be it for questions uh do you guys have anything else left to say about the game before we wrap up wait sorry fuck you ken this is your thing you say it <laughs> yeah i was
2: gonna say right before i was so rudely interrupted <laughs> is there anything that you guys would like to say about this game before we kind of wrap up here
0: I mean, I'll say um, like really, oh, you, you go ahead. Go,
1: no, go go ahead. Go ahead. You're the guest.
0: Oh, okay. Thank, thank you. Uh, I'll say that like this game was a very nice surprise. Uh, in like a year of kind of feeling like half-hearted double and triple A games. Like I liked Ghost of Tsushima, um, but it definitely felt a little like too sammy. Um, it definitely it felt like a sucker punch game, which is you know not necessarily a bad thing, but by the end of it, you know, I was kind of like ready for it to be over um and then you know we got things like the last of us 2 but like with this it felt like there wasn't there wasn't enough that i disliked about it to kind of like stick with me like if i think back on playing through it like a dragon felt like you know it's not a perfect game but it feels pretty close to it you know for what it is mm-hmm. so it was a huge surprise like hit for me personally especially coming into it like with very little knowledge of the series beforehand
2: Can't
1: kill, why don't you? okay I was, I was just seeing if there's anyone else um, I mean, for me, I really liked it. It was, again, like a very big surprise to me. I thought I was going to buy it, play it for an hour, drop it, put it down. I'm like, I don't want to spend 30, you know, 40 bucks on the steelbook, whatever. Sega owes me money for the amount of people I have gotten to buy this game since mm-hmm. I bought it. Because I got it. I posted a thing. Tofu bought it at the same time. And then since then, I'm pretty sure from us talking about it nonstop, at least 10 more people have bought this game. Oh, yeah. We- sea yeah. bass bought two copies because by, kind of by accident <laughs> it, but but we got some like it was one of those games that was like i was so surprised by and i almost never played anything too new like not because well yeah. one money because i don't like spending 60 dollars on games and two just like a lot of it doesn't catch me and everything's been so like dark and like either post-apocalyptic or just hella depressing or something like that and then there just comes this game and I'm like, wa- I was watching Reneth play it, and it was at the scene where like Kasuga woke up at the homeless camp, and just watching like one the weirdness, two just like the main character just seemingly wanting to be a like being a nice guy. He's just like, I got shot and I ended up here. Thank you for saving me. He just like, like it's it was just very different from most characters I saw, and I'm not used to seeing older characters too. Like all the characters were like 40s except for the two female characters. They're all like late 30s range from late thirties to like late fifties for the most part. And it was nice to see that kind of age group for characters in a genre. I like while still having that, like almost the save the world themes in a way, but the world was like, like, you know, much smaller. It was just like, save this town. And like, none of the characters were particularly like, like everyone had some trouble and they just like all fit in. Well, like it was just a very nice game to kind of end the year on after it being a shitty year. So, I mean, it was just—it was nice. I was really happy to like have something like that, and it really makes me want to go play play the old games now. I even tracked down fucking Judgment, which is out of print.
2: Yep. So for for me, I've I've talked about Yakuza as a series for a while. I mean, I initially started streaming Zero, and I've I've loved this series for a long, long time, and I'm very happy for its more modern success now. For me, this was a game that revitalized my love for the series, to be honest. I loved 6. When 6 came out, it was a nice dovetail end to Kiryu's story. 7 kind of reformed that and said, Hey, I'm passing the baton to you more so, more than anything, which I really did like. And going through the year, like for for me personally, I went through three major big RPGs that came out this past, in 2020 which was Royal, 7, and now this. I enjoyed my time so much with with Like a Dragon that I totally forgot that I played three big major RPGs and I sunk like 80 hours in all of them. Mm. I, I th- Yakuza, I'm almost to 100 hours now. And I'm probably going to reach that by the time I do the the final tower here. And I'll happily rebuy it again when it comes out for the international version for the PS five. So and that tells you how much this game really hooked me. And I really can't wait till eight. Whenever that may be, knowing how how the development team is, it could be as fast as next year. (laughs) Because what they like to do is they like to announce it at Tokyo Game Show and then they're like yeah we're gonna release it in November and then it comes out the following year mm. so I can't wait for 8 I can't if they go back to Judgment I can't wait for Judgment I really really love this world and it really helped me really like Japan a lot more even though it's really undergroundy you <laughs> things like that and I just really like the zaniness that this series had and seven really really affirmed that to me
1: i find it weird that it's not even the like it's yakuza seven is the best rpg and the best seventh title in the series to come out this past year yeah i don't i don't even know how final fantasy seven remake won any awards outside of music i literally
0: keep forgetting it 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 released like you mention it okay like every couple of weeks and i'm like oh yeah that that came out
1: Resident Evil Three yeah. remake and Final Fantasy 7 remake came out within a month of each other, and most people have forgotten. At least I have. Yeah. They're both they're both less than a year ago. They're both like eight months ago. It hasn't been that long.
2: Yeah, no. Like RE three is getting close to ten months now. I believe it was released in March. That was March like
1: April fourth, something like that.
2: Yeah. So, but I mean, regardless, like I said, I've enjoyed my time with this and. When it re-, re debuts again, I'm probably gonna get it. And it re, I, there are some just canonicity things that I would like to see straight now, but that's that's a whole different talk mm. entirely. But I'm happy that you guys enjoyed it. I I can't wait to replay these games again because I know we're, me and Timber offhandedly say that we're gonna do Yak Timber, but I I don't believe Timber. <laughs> don't don't ever trust Timber.
1: He'll probably take another like three month break beforehand so he doesn't have to do it.
2: Yeah, so, but for me, I I really love the series. I can't wait to come back to it. Hell, I would even stream watching the movie as well. The terrible, terrible movie.
0: I want to watch it. Yeah, I would, I would be interested in that
1: one hundred percent. Should do that for a movie night this week.
2: Yeah. But yeah, with that, where can we find you, you you, you gentlemen, on all the lovely social media platforms? Let's start with you, tofu
0: so you can find me at uh at alabama tofu all one word uh it's on twitter and uh twitch can i link my only fans no okay well that's that's those are the only places you can find me then
1: what do you do on them
0: uh well so on twitch i stream uh lately it's been onimusha warlords remastered speed runs um i play music on there a lot of rock rock, rock smith um and then on Twitter, it's mostly just shit posts and um, hot political
2: takes. Nice. What about you, Kil?
1: You can find me on all social media at you Hunter. You can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I have one of those. I forget that I have it. Um, and you can find this podcast on at, on Twitter at the Potosaurus. Those are all the things that you can find me on. They're all supported through mine. Uh, they're all support. <laughs> i like started looking at that picture of the guy on the video and i just started laughing can you tell me but you can um find you can support this series and all the things i do at my patreon just search for Kyoto hunter or there is a link in everything to find it and that keeps this podcast going and keeps my youtube content going as well and how about you ken
2: so you can find me on my japanese music based podcast Called Ongakuju. You can find it on Twitter and Instagram at Ongakuju. You can find the website where I do reporting for the Japanese music industry called at ongakadu dot You can follow me personally on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, I guess Yakuza things as well, and for some strange reason, Hello Live because I'm just a lonely, lonely man at this point. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I want to say thank you for joining us on our talk about Yakuza, Like a Dragon. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha.
1: See y'all. Thank you for being here, Tofu.
0: Yeah, man. Thank y'all for having me.
2: Yes, thank you so much, Tofu. It's been a blast. But yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.
1: I was like, is Ken going to say thank you for being here, Tofu? (laughs)